thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for downloading Sporgy for free on iTunes or from ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate Sporgy five stars on iTunes and help to tell others about Sporgy by leaving a comment. Thank you for following Sporgy on Twitter at Sporgy Podcast and on Instagram at Sporgy underscore podcast. Please follow Sporgy on Facebook to like and share Sporgy. You can also email the show. The address is Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgy, you can click on the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at ChristopherMedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgy. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. TheBroBasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own bro basket or choose from a variety of different bro baskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke gift set, or the Junior Executive gift basket. Boozeless, but still cool, bro baskets are also available. TheBroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Men used to be hard to shop for. TheBroBasket.com Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporgy, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Ridge. I gotta change that intro. There's more than two of us now. Hey, welcome to Sporgy, number 20. Hey, by the way, real quick, some housekeeping on the last one. Uh, we did not give the captain his due with number 19. So, uh, number 19, Steve Eiserman. Now, number 20. Uh, we didn't see Eiserman? We, we were going to, and we, we just we jumped right into the show. We did not, uh, we did not, we did not give him his due. We didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so that, and number 20, obviously, I mean, uh, Barry Sanders. I mean, oh, we, duh. Are there, Barry is there Marty. any other number 20? Marty was oh, there. yeah. No? Oh, Barry. yeah. Oh, educate me. Yeah, uh, Sims, Barry, or uh, uh, Marty LaPointe. Uh, number 20 is Smoke in NASCAR. Stewart. Tony Stewart. Yep. The only man that can run over a guy in competition and not get arrested. I know. That's that's some cachet in the redneck community right there. I'll tell you that. That's like that's like the Vince Neal. That's, you know what? Vince Neal and Tony Romo should have dinner once a year. <laughs> Rich, Rich knows what's up. <laughs> Vince Neal did the same shit. He actually killed the guy. <laughs> yeah. Did what? Thirty days in probation. Well, and bitched about it. Yeah. Well, Rich, with with hockey, what about Todd Bertuzzi with the cross check? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Across the guy's neck. Broke you know, his par- neck. Yep. Right. Yeah. Paralyzed him for life and nothing. No, he's not paralyzed for life, dude. That's what they said. In Bertuzzi, the one that cut a guy's throat open. 
No, wait, wait a minute. They got his throat cut open? This, I remember Bertuzzi being involved in something where someone's throat got cut open. Which, oh, by the state? Yeah. No, that was uh, 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 Clint. Oh, shit. It was a goaltender. Um, oh, shoot. Shit, that was... Uh, hold on. Malarchuk. That, yeah, Clint Malarchuk. That's, that's the guy that got his throat cut open. I, like, damn near bled out on the ice. Ugh. They did a thirty for thirty short about it. That was uh, that was some gruesome shit. Yeah, that was eighty nine, dude. Um, I know it's happened since. I don't know if it's happened to that extent to where like if the medical staff hadn't acted as quick as they did, he'd have been he'd have been dead. I mean, it literally severed uh, the artery in his neck. I mean, it was just spouting out of him like a like a hose. Oh, it was rough. Yeah, give me the willies. The heebie-jeebies, whatever you're going to call it. That's why they wear neck protectors now. Yeah. Well, well, I'm saying that, but, I mean, why aren't, like, with Todd Bertuzzi or with Tony Stewart, why is there no charges? There was charges for Bertuzzi. He was charged criminally. Yeah. I do remember that. Remember when... uh, Maybe I just wasn't up there long enough. Remember when uh, McSorley... Swung on, swung his stick like, oh yeah, over yeah, and uh, Donald Bashir he got charged criminally. Yeah, Steve yeah, Moore. I remember that one. Steve Moore, that's who he uh, he cross checked in the back. Yeah. So just is, just right out of the gate with the hockey talk. Then when I mean, what season's two weeks old? Hey, any thoughts, there, Rich? Or is it just uh, just too soon? To, just too soon to say anything. Just let it let him play. I'm at Redwood, but I'm taking from the from the <clears throat> first couple weeks here. They are playing just a completely different style of hockey than anyone's used to them play. Uh, the wings, yeah. I mean, it's been a, what almost twenty years, twenty five years since they played this style of hockey where. Everybody on the ice has everybody else's back. They'll drop the gloves in a heartbeat. That hasn't been wings, you know, bread and butter for a long time. It's been puck possession and for the European style. So I don't know if that's, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know if that's because of Blackshill, uh, the coach, or just they realize they're like, well, we're not exactly the, uh, Talent heavy team that we used to be, so we kind of talked about it last week, you know. And put asses in the seats. I mean, is Bla- Blash was in what his third? Is this the beginning of his third season or fourth season? No, second season. Second season? All right. So, all right, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. So, may- maybe it's just taken a couple seasons for his style of coaching to maybe take effect. Like, I mean, change really isn't instant in most cases, but we'll, we'll see. Or maybe they're learning from the past. Maybe they maybe they're tired of being first round fodder. Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe they're just taking lessons from the past. Red Wings were great when the Red Wings had each other's backs. Then it didn't matter what line was out there. You knew that if you messed up, they're coming after you, and it didn't matter. Well, I mean, I'm not necessarily even talking about the Wings like the Wings Avalanche days. I'm talking like late '80s. His early 90s wings. Like before they really started 
being you know perennial contenders. Because um, I mean, they still didn't. Yeah, they they had some. I mean, dude, they they had some fucking battles with the anal munch. I mean, avalanche. But uh, dude, that was pretty much limited to them. I mean, it was that was not how they played every team. And right now, I'm reading the uh, Probert's biography and uh, or autobiography, I guess I should say. And uh, I just forgot how many fucking heavy hitters they had on that fucking team. I mean, they they at one point they had they had Probert, Kosher, Stu Grimson, Jim Cummings. I mean, that's like. Those are like super heavyweights. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that would be a line of get the fuck off the ice right there. That's the all pain line right there. <laughs> it is. <laughs> you know, it's, it, we're going to put our check-in line out. And then, you know, no, no, no. You're going to put the fucking someone's going to the hospital line out. Is what you're gonna... <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I know that Blash will come out. Uh, I think, we, once again, I think we talked about it. We might have talked about it off the air last week. But he, I know he came out and he basically called out Dylan Larkin, who's the, you know, the up-and-coming quote-unquote super, you know, superstar in the making, and was like, he's going to have to play both ways, he's going to have to be down and dirty, he doesn't, he's going to find his ice time cut. So I'm like, oh. Yeah, well, I dropped his ass already, <laughs> two weeks in. I need points, motherfucker. He's not giving them to me. But, you know, I mean, he did, he did drop the gloves, and he did, you know, he did go at it. I mean, he, he got cross-checked a couple times, and he got tired of it, and he turned around, and he was like, well, this is going to happen. You know, and he, look at points for fighting fantasy hockey. It's not helping me out. <laughs> I know, I know. I It's one of, one of my beefs. I'm like, I think they should put it in there to where, I mean, nowadays it wouldn't matter, but like when I f- first played around with the idea of fantasy hockey, there was more fighting in the league, and I was like, so if you get a fighting major, shouldn't they? Get a couple points for that, you know. I mean, <laughs> hey, Rich. Yeah. All right. So I'm not a hundred percent up to hockey. I mean, I know about hockey. I know who's there and everything. But do you think that there's a Probert or a Grimson or a Kosher in this league? Where if he comes on the ice, people are like jumping over the wall to get off out of his way. Not really. Not not anymore. Um, it's it's more of. <sighs> I mean, I'm sure there's, a, you know, the the badass of the league. I couldn't tell you who he is. I mean, I'm sure that there's someone that no one wants to fight because he's just, you know, he, he has the ability to remove teeth from your mouth. You got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> much. But, I mean, I think it's more agitators. It's guys that, that play that agitator role to, to piss off, like, the other team so they'll take a bad penalty. That's what... I think it's replaced the enforcer more so than because you really don't have guys that's sole purpose is to go out there and just police the ice anymore. So that's a Matthew Barnaby role now, huh? Yeah. Like a, like a Marty LaPointe role or, or yeah, Barnaby, uh, uh, Claude Lemieux. Oh my God. <laughs> the biggest one right there. <laughs> you know, and, and it's, it's it sucks because I, I I feel like it's encouraging cheap shots and and shit like that. But I mean that's the direction that it's the direction that the NHL wants to go in. And Batman's going to get his way. He's proven over for over twenty years now. He's going to get his way no matter what. He's going to he's going to mold the league into what he wants it. And 
no matter how much cognitive dissonance he, he has to deal with. I mean, just like, okay, he's making a big deal about, okay, fighting gives players concussions. That's the reason he wants fighting out of the league. Yet he denies that just Morning. the whole style of play causes CTE. There's no link between the two. But all of a sudden when it comes to fighting, well, we can't have it because players are getting concussions. Really? Really? I mean. We're getting slammed into the boards at 35 miles an hour. You know, it's. You know, getting get, get hip checked in the open, you know, in open ice. With a, I mean, even a clean check that sends you ass all over elbows, and you land on the, you know, your head slams against the ice with that fucking helmet on. That helmet, all it does is keep your head from splitting open. It don't keep your brain from bouncing off the inside of your skull. Yeah, like you know, I love sports, and we've talked about it on this show several times. But I, I'm not buying like people who deny that. Uh, there's no long-term ramifications from taking, you know, blows to the head. I just, I'm not buying it. you I think your brain being rattled around a whole bunch of times will end up being detrimental to you in the long run. The I mean, NFL, the NHL, all of these sports, it doesn't matter. If you want to see what happens when you take a bunch of blows to the head, look at Muhammad Ali. That's it. That's your end game. There's that. Yeah. But I mean, also I, I find it amazing that, you can, you know, I would say MMA fighters and wrestlers probably are at a higher risk for concussions than hockey players. I mean, MMA, MMA fighters, they have, you know, the, they're not even wearing boxing gloves. They're just wearing, like, little little tiny gloves. Little pads and shit, yeah. Yeah, those guys are taking, like, straight fists to the head. Well, yeah, but I mean, the only way that I see a concussion happen in the NHL, I mean, like a serious threat repeatedly is boarding. When somebody's fighting for the puck in, in a corner or on the board somewhere and someone comes at them at 30, 40 miles an hour and collides between them and the board. Well, yeah. Well, that's that's also one of the reasons why they've made boarding a big no-no. Um, I think it was Don Cherry was talking about this about 10 years ago. One of the one of the bigger uh, children's leagues started putting like the, the the red stop sign on the back of jerseys, so they could start training kids. If you can see that clearly, and that person's facing the boards, don't drive them into the boards. And the NHL, I mean, if you if you drive someone from behind into the boards, I'm pretty sure you get the gate for that these days. I mean, that, that's that's a major penalty, and, you know, see you. Game misconduct. Later. Have a good but, one. And, I mean, at the same time, that doesn't take away from the game. Well, no, because if someone's if someone's side is to you, you can drive them into the boards. If someone's facing you, you can drive them into the boards. You just can't drive someone in the boards from behind face first. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I think, you know, because we talk about penalties, penalties a lot in the NFL or whatever, but I think in hockey – taking out boarding and giving someone the gate, maybe even a fine or some sort, I, that doesn't take away from the game. You talk about pass interference in football, touching, hitting, and all of this. Sometimes it takes away from the sport. But taking that out, I mean, nobody goes to a hockey game to watch somebody's neck get broke into the boards. I mean, it just that's right. not what you're there for. No. And, I mean, it, it it's it's a sport. You're taking a risk when you're out there. I've seen guys – on a breakaway, lose their lose their edge on their skate, fall, go feet first into the boards, and you know it bends their ankle at a ninety degree angle. It's not supposed to bend. 
I mean, it's there's always an inherent risk in playing sports. But yeah, I, even even me, someone who will argue for we need to get back to players policing themselves on the ice because it's obvious the officials aren't doing a good job when you have, I, I, I keep harping on him, but he's the, the most visible poster boy for it. Guys like uh, uh, Sidney Crosby just taking dives and crying about every call, crying about every non-call that he doesn't get. And it's just... Looks ridiculous. like he's playing soccer and shit. Yeah, I mean, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> and it's it's... To me, it's killing the sport, especially when you're watching, like, playoff hockey and it goes into overtime and there's a five-on-three. You know, I've said this before, and it, I'm, I'm, I'm only half joking. Somebody better try to have killed somebody on the ice for there to be a five-on-three in overtime sudden-death hockey in the playoffs. But that's the way they want it. They want – I mean, that's how come they went to three-on-three overtimes now. You know, they want more – Open ice. They want more space, and and what they want. I mean, what Batman wants is what Batman's going to get. I mean, it's amazing that he bitches about. They want scoring to be up. Scoring was through the roof in the eighties, and you had less rules and restrictions on players, and they played that old and old style hockey. And scoring is down in the 2010s, but he doesn't see a correlation between you're putting handcuffs on players with all these rules and you're, you're basically letting little shit starters get away with, get away with it. I mean, as much as I liked Matthew Barnaby when I lived in New York and was following the Sabres, Matthew Barnaby was a shit starter. I mean, he'd go he'd uh-huh. and just fucking chirp, 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 get people pissed off, get them off their game. And that was his job. But he's very good at it. <laughs> you know, but also at the same time, if he flapped his gums a little too hard, you know, you had a guy like Scott Parker who would skate up to him, and that's all Parker's job was, was to beat the shit out of people like him. Darren McCarty. You know, I mean. <laughs> Many times. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm just, I'm shocked the Red Wings are playing the the, the style of hockey they're playing. Kind of shocked at the start that Mont- Montreal's had. I mean, they're eleven with they're eleven wins, no losses, one overtime loss. Mm-hmm. I mean, but then again, they they started what I think it was nine and zero last year, and they end up missing the playoffs. <laughs> it's a long season. Long season. <laughs> well, it's it's like the old saying in baseball: you can't win the pennant in April, but you damn sure can lose it. You know, if you get if you play so poorly, you get so far in the hole. It's a bitch to dig out of it, especially as the season's coming to an end and teams start realizing, oh, shit, we got to play our best because if we don't, we're going to miss the fucking window for the playoffs. Yeah, not everyone can do what the Tigers did. And they what, they dropped 11 in a row and somehow managed to. At the end, We were still talking about them in September, possibly uh, you know playing some postseason. Exactly, yeah. We know how that ended. But, uh, yeah, so NHL kicking off, you know, Sure, we keep revisiting it every week. And uh, NBA, we're on the precipice there. We'll, we'll get into that as it goes. Uh, but uh, the World There's nothing Series. to say about that. Yeah, Not yet, anyways, but World Series, huh? Cleveland and the Cubs, all right? This is, I've dubbed this the, the, this is the World Series of the dog's ass, all right? <laughs> hey, every now and then, and every now and then it's happened twice. You get Cleveland Indians 
oh, the, the Cleveland Baseball Club. Is that what I should be saying? Or uh, the Chicago Cubs. And uh, money seems to be on the Cubs. They were the best team in baseball. I, I picked the one with the C for a logo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's kind of funny that and I heard this uh, on on ESPN that people were like, oh, wow, we can't believe the Cubs made it to the World Series. The Cubs had the best record in baseball. Right? Yeah. The Cubs had the GM who took... They're the only team that broke 100 wins this year, weren't they? Yeah, I think they had, what, 110 wins? Yeah. Something like that. I mean, they have a GM who took the Red Sox from the Yankees' doormat to where they won three World Series between 2004 and, what was it, 2013? Yeah, so in ten years, they won three World Series. I, why are people shocked? That that's what he was brought in to they're, do. They're shocked because of how young the Cubs are. These are kids, man, and that's just it. That was working for them, and I told everybody this. They they don't know the gravity of their situation. They're twenty two years old. You know, the thought that their team that they're now on hasn't been to the World Series in 108 years or, or hasn't won a World Series in 108 years doesn't really sit with them. They don't, you know, there's people that are on walkers in the stands waiting for these people to win a World Series. These kids that are playing this baseball game are like, hey, this is the funnest time of my damn life. Yeah, and I got- with, youth comes, <laughs> with youth comes hungry, too, which could help Dude, them out. I- I, I I think I think you're overestimating how much they if you think that the gravity of them being on the Cubs and being this close to winning the World Series I I think if you play for the Cubs and you're sitting if you if you're on the Cubs right now you understand how important this is to that city there's no, no way no. I, no 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 I'm not saying they don't get it they get it it just isn't like right there, like, driving their force. Because I was watching them in interviews, and they're just like, this is the funnest time I've ever had in my life. You know, you tell a 20-year-old, oh, my God, this, this, and this, and they're going to be like, yeah, okay, and push play on the PlayStation. You know, they're they're young, and I like where Chris went with it. They're very hungry. They're ready. They're like, yeah, we're on the Cubs. Yeah, this team hasn't won, but we're here. Watch this shit. You know, this is definitely a season for the Cubs. Of hold my beer and watch this. Maybe that well, millennial hubris will come in handy. For oh that. yeah, uh huh. It's also with youth comes like like Chris said. You know, you know, hunger to win. But also with youth, you don't. You haven't been beaten down yet. There's no experience. There's no life. Yeah, there's too. Yep. There's no life experience either. You well, know? hey, though, but they got they got great leadership though. Lester, their pitcher from the Red Sox is a great leader for them because he went to the the series and won it with the Red Sox. So he's bringing a great, you know, leadership role there. Also, their catcher, Ross, very old, very seasoned. And, I mean, there's a couple other leaders on the Cubs. but So they're kind of leading this young fleet of, of kids in through this, you know, season. And it's worked out so nicely. And it's definitely the GM. Definitely. The way he set this team up is, I mean, you, you couldn't not win. You had the young talent with the old leadership. Best matchup you could have. Well, we'll see. It, what, it kicks off tonight, right? 
Yeah. 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 We, we recorded this on uh, Tuesday, the uh, what, the 25th? So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see a week from now. We'll see if uh, the series is about over or uh, if it's uh, who knows. I mean, you, th- you think the Cleveland Indians are standing over going here like, hey, we sucked for a long time, too. Yeah, combined, it's over 150 years without a World Series. Wow, that's awful. <laughs> yeah, Cleveland's last one was, what, 48? Ooh. Yeah. That's like Detroit Lions territory. But they went back to the series in 97, though. Yeah, they've been, they've been to the World Series. They just haven't won one. Yeah. I think they're trotting out. Yeah, but the Cubs had not even seen the series, have they? Not since, what was it, 45? Yeah. 1945, I think, is the last one they saw. Yeah. That's that's going to be epic. I'm going to love to watch it. I don't care who wins, but I'm definitely pulling for the Cubs. I'm going to call the Cubs. Uh, their leadership, the way they, they lead the young herd there. Oh, the way they did that, what they did to L.A. in the final two games. And it was funny because Chris was like uh, – Earl, what, you know, where where's all your ice magic, man? It's two to one. I was like, watch this. And then they won three in a row. That's true. I, all I said was they got to find their bats. And they went through the dugout, found a couple bats, and let loose, man. Well, I mean, you, you basically, as far as uh, me personally, fuck Cleveland because they're in the same division as Detroit. And I really... I really don't want Cleveland to win. I heard a local guy say this a couple days ago, and I, I kind of feel the same way. If Cleveland wins the World Series, that means every single fucking team in that division has won a World Series since the Tigers last won their own. Yep. Fuck that. And it, on top of it, it's, it's Cleveland. Get the fuck out of here. It may be and I don't want to hear any more about LeBron James and his NBA title and now the Indians with their MLB title. Maybe, the that's, what, maybe that's what the Tigers need in their clubhouse, man. Be like, man, Cleveland has won a World Series. You know, you know, what, you know, how I, you know when I root for Cleveland to win? When I watch fucking uh, Major League. If they don't <laughs> have, if they don't have uh, Serrano and Ricky Vaughn and... Then they go fuck themselves, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, and by the way, speaking of LeBron, LeBron, the Yankees fan, is there a bigger front-running douchebag than him in professional sports right now? No, he is the biggest. He is the biggest front-running douchebag. I swear to God. Uh, Favorite baseball team is New York Yankees. Favorite football team is (coughs) Dallas Cowboys. Get the fuck out of here. You just oh god! You go to Cleveland. Like well, wait a wait a minute though. You got to remember, this is the guy who left Cleveland for South Beach. So yeah, he basically yeah okay. I and we we talked about it. I think before you were on the show, Earl. But he and Dwayne Wade and Bosch got together and themselves orchestrated basically what the Celtics had done through trades a few right. years. I mean. So, I, I I can't blame the guy for taking control of his own destiny and, and saying, okay, this is my best chance to win. Let's build a fucking, you know, a big three and go out here and dominate. I mean, even though he should have kept his mouth shut, not that, not one, not two, not three, not four, not five. Yeah, well. Sorry. <laughs> whoops. Yeah. Yeah. Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, keep going, little man. <laughs> but I, I can't blame the guy. He wanted to. He he, he wanted to win. I mean, that's what, and ultimately, yeah, Cleveland got pissed off, but dude, you, it was a clusterfuck when he left. He's got a teammate fucking his mother, or at least rumored to. Right. Yeah. He did. I mean, uh, you know, the rumor was is that a player uh, Garcia on the Tigers was fucking Prince Fielder's wife. Tigers got rid of fucking that player, traded him. Yeah, he did. Have a nice one. Because they knew Prince Fielder or this asshole. Well, this asshole's got to go. Now, ultimately, Prince Fielder proved to be Prince Fielder, which is great during the season and doesn't really do a whole lot in the postseason. But, I mean, still, that they didn't even... Cleveland, I don't know. It just seems like Cleveland was had a rather cavalier attitude towards... Not uh, a cavalier attitude. Uh, that's what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> towards taking care of their superstar. So, I, I don't know. But, I mean, whatever. He's back. He won one for him. All's forgiven. Bet you those people that were burning their LeBron jerseys wish they'd hold on to it, held on to him. They're going through the garbage and trying to team back together. I can fix this. <laughs> but, uh, all right. So, uh, I mean, I, but, yeah, so it, Earl, he's on He's on board with the Cubs. I'm on board with the Cubs. Who you got, Chris? Eh, why not? It's, it's nice to see history. Why not? So let's go for the Cubs. I just... I, I think I want to see the Cubs win because I want to see Bill Murray cry again. <laughs> I just want to see what happens to the city when they win. I mean, when the Royals won, they haven't had that big a gathering ever in in Kansas City. I mean, it was it was so sick. But uh, yeah, I can't I can't even imagine what's going to happen in Chicago when Chicago, they win. You think that the insurance rates have all gone up in Chicago since the weekend? Like, listen, it's going to burn down anyways. We're hiking up the rates. <laughs> Either way, Chicago's burning down. Win or lose, some part of Chicago's going to be on fire in a couple weeks. I'll make that, you know, I'll claim that one, Iceman. Hey, you know what, say that in a couple weeks. Hey, I called it you Chicago's know, on fire. If, 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 they, if they look like they're in a position to lose, I'm taking a trip to Chicago. Because there's going to be a lot of looting throughout that town. What are you, a new I, TV? Some Jordans? I'm going to get a lot of shit. <laughs> are you going to live out that sublime song? Yeah, no worry. <laughs> Where you think I'm sorry you're listening to right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but the NBA, even when the season starts, the only two things we're going to talk about is LeBron and his crew and the freaking Golden State Warriors. And Derek Rose's girlfriend who's apparently down for anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. terrible. Okay. You know, I know that. Hey, man, the court verdict is like, eh, she's a freak. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's pretty much I mean, what it was. I know, it, I know it's a song. I know a, a song, you know, it was a song. It ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. But you don't live your life according to song lyrics. You know what I'm saying? I mean. Pick, pick your song is all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not. I, yeah. I mean, how much can you really love a chick if you're just like, you know. I mean, this isn't even like swapping. There's no even trade. He just called his homies and was like, hey, just fill up this bitch like a fucking job application. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, this bitch was three inputs and two hands. I mean, you know, she, she, was, she was working. I mean, she's a trooper to go along with it still. Damn. 
I don't know. Don't I got, till the tank's full. I have a personal policy of not wanting to see my friends' dicks or O faces. That's just me. But you know, apparently it's a new it's a new day for the young people. Uh, I I I just read an article on Vice about how Tinder is uh, apparently the best way to set up a gangbang. So oh. I'm like, oh, great. I'm glad I'm no longer in a demographic for, tw- for Tinder then. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> <laughs> well, as of two weekends ago, I can't even get off my porch. I can go to the end of my chain and bark. Yeah? As a choice, man. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't even. <laughs> no one had a gun in your head. There wasn't no shotgun wedding. No, huh? No, but there wasn't even a thought in it. You ever go to a store and you're like, that is like the best fucking thing ever and there's only one left i maybe i don't know no no you've never done that you're like i gotta have that there's only one left maybe like the weed man in some trees like oh right you only got a gram left of that shit give me that and you go and you grab it and you're like it's mine it's all mine bitches it's mine back up you know that's that's me and tina that's what i did with tina hey man she did that with you congratulations (laughs) no 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 she kept telling me some shit about get off or go away. I don't know. She was saying something, but I couldn't hear her. I had her mouth covered. I mean, here, here's congratulations. Glad you're happy. I look at marriage like the Jews look at the Holocaust. Never again. I, <laughs> I'm, I, I tried it once. I'm good on it. It's like a finger in the butt during a blowjob. I, I, I tried it once, and I was like, I don't like it. Please pull it out. <laughs> Wash your hands. <laughs> Wash your hands. I had tacos for dinner. Oh, God. <laughs> and we're talking about Rose's wife. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. It's just, I'm good on it. I'm I'm all right. More power to anyone else. You know, hey, you're free American and over 21. You can do what you want. Uh, just real quick, Rich. Just be, I'm going to do this for you. I did it without God once. I went to the courthouse. I was with a woman 16 years. I said I do in front of a judge. I should never say I do in front of a judge because we all know that leads to jail. But anyways, it didn't work out. So this time I went and did it before God, and hopefully it lasts and works out for me a lot better than the other one did. Well, I mean, hey, I I don't know what was going through my ex's head during, you know, when we were getting married. She might have had a couple of imaginary friends like you did there. So, you know, that, that Choose to invoke God into your relationship. More power to you. <laughs> Sorry, right. I, personally, personally, I don't want. I don't want. Well, <laughs> well, we're talking about God, and you know, every athlete, every athlete. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Apparently, God loves everybody in the winners' locker room and just hates everyone in the losers' locker room. Yeah. That's where the devil resides. No, never I'd like to thank God for giving me the chance to play in this game today and giving me this opportunity to lose. No, that speech has never been made. <laughs> that never happens. Uh, but uh, this weekend, uh, what's, might as well get into it too. I mean, uh, uh, college football, I mean, it's over in East Lansing, right? Oh, I called that a long time ago. Ice for the win. It's been over. Like, it's completely and utterly, like, the plane has crashed into the mountain. There are no survivors. The plane never even fucking existed, as far as I'm concerned. I'm trying to tell you, man. They're getting out those flight records and dental records. Like While the plane was taxiing down the runway, the players were like, all right, I'm out. (laughs) Everyone got out. Wait, stop. 
They pulled the chain like on the bus. <laughs> it, it just that's it's pure and simple. And and don't get me wrong, this weekend with Michigan versus Michigan State could be a hell of a game. But it will be up to the players in Michigan State. If those guys want to win that rival game, then it'll be a hell of a game. If those players don't want to play, well, then continue your season as you were. Because you just watch the highlight reel. You don't even have to watch the games. Just watch the highlight reels of the past games of this season with Michigan State, and you will see exactly what I'm talking about. Receivers not fighting for the ball. The, the running back's not fighting for the extra yard. No yards after catch. Their, their routes aren't being ran correctly. They even tried changing quarterbacks at one point. It didn't work. They just have quit. And the problem is they are going to run into a team this weekend who is proven that they are not going to take your, their foot off of your throat until you aren't sucking any more air. Like, Dude, take their foot off your throat. He was winning. Did you see that this weekend? Yeah, I heard there, there was, was a play he's all up he's all upset about. I'm like, you won like, there was like 41 minutes. to 8. What are you pissed off about? <laughs> like There was two minutes left in the game. 41 to 8. And Jim Harbaugh is challenging and all pissed off at the referees for the mark of the spot of the ball on the third down. And when asked about it in the in the interview, when asked about it, it's exactly what I said. His foot is full throttle the whole game. Because he said, and I quote, is that in the rule book? Do, do we have to be nice to the other team? And that's my whole point. He didn't care if it was 108 or, you know, whatever, 8 to nothing. He wasn't quitting. And that was two minutes left in the game. There was no way. Not a possible. Michigan could have left the field. They couldn't have ran the score back up. And Jim Harbaugh is sitting there going, hey, that's the wrong call. Put Mark our, our forward progress. What two minutes? I'm like, J- calm down, dude. But, <laughs> but man's a competitor. It's it's pretty apparent. And it's, that's Michigan. If those guys have stopped playing for D'Antonio, dude, they are going to get fucked up this weekend. I'll say it. Man, I, know, I know Mike's on. I know we're going to put this on the internet. They are going to get fucked. They're going to get – it's going to be ugly. Maryland is a decent team. They're, they got a lot of good talent. Good Isn't talent. Right? They got good talent. Yes. But they're decent at best. They're definitely a collegiate level. But I mean mid-collegiate. They're not up. That being said, there's no way State should have lost to them other than they just don't want it. They're there for the. It, it feels like they're there for for the stigma for saying I was a Michigan Spartan, I played on that field, for stories later on in their life to show them the ring. Okay, they're just not playing. Whereas Harbaugh's Michigan players are freaking Rottweilers taking off the chain. I'm not talking out of my ass, and I mean I know I'm repeating myself every week, but it's the same fucking thing every week. And Mich- Watch the. And if Michigan gets to eight and zero, I mean that's the national championship start talk starts. Am I wrong? Well, no, no, you're not wrong. And let's talk about rank for a minute since you said that. Goodbye, Ohio State, the Ohio State University. <laughs> Thanks for coming out, guys. <laughs> wow. Unranked Penn State, pedophile university. Penn Have Penn at State. it. Well, oh well, that's what happens. 
Penn State treated them like Jerry Sandusky treated those kids in the shower. Oh. oh. Too soon? No. What's that like? It's been like five years, ten years. I don't even know anymore. Oh, they definitely touched them in the no-no. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. All on national <laughs> Here. television. Here. Here, Ohio State, show me on the doll where Penn State hurts you. <laughs> oh, but that's what it's going to be like for State on Saturday. Like, I don't think people understand. Like, Oh, no. No, it's going to be much worse for State. If they don't choose to play, if they don't come out and be the people that they should have been at the beginning of this season, it is going to be much worse for Michigan State. For Michigan State, it's going to be like you're waking up in the <laughs> hospital and they're talking about they had to you know, reconstruct your butthole. Like, it's going to be that kind of ugly. They're gonna get they're gonna be in the, they're gonna be in the shower with a bunch of a bunch of large men behind them. The word prolapsed. It's gonna be in the conversation. They're gonna get yeah. shocked. <laughs> yeah, like it's gonna oh. like it's gonna be ugly, man. Like with what well, we've seen out of both teams this year. I, okay, but you know what? I have to say this as a Michigan fan, I. Be, be, you can call me a homer, call me a Walmart Wolverine, whatever the fuck you want to call me. I'm just going to say this. State, you're getting what you fucking deserve. You, you, you talked so much shit, and you were constantly fucking telling Michigan fans to kick a field goal and then constantly moving the goalpost on them. Well, who's won the last X amount of X games? Well, let's look at the overall record. Well, why do you got to bring up old shit? What the fuck? You, <laughs> what happened seven years ago? You know, you, you, it, they're getting what they fucking deserve. I like you were it. not gracious. You were not gracious in defeat, and you're not gracious in winning. And like, I'm. A, I do like uh, what you said uh, a couple podcasts ago. Daddy's home. Like he's pissed. He's drunk. Mom's already said she's not giving him any. You better look the fuck out. I, I I'm. This is this is what I'm saying. If if state had and it's not even state it's their fans let's be honest if 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 the the mouthy state fans had just a little bit of humility just a, a tiny bit i wouldn't take so much enjoyment out of basically them going <laughs> up like like they are i just you i i, I you, they became insufferable i mean i <sighs> And on top, and I think I think Harbaugh is going to do this. Harbaugh is going to go in. They're going to dismantle state. And he's going to walk out to the press conference, and they're going to go, "Oh, uh, uh, Jim, Jim, uh, uh, what can you uh, what can you say about what just happened? What happened? We did what we're supposed to do. We won the game. Next yeah. question. I mean, he know he look. Everyone knows Michigan's rivals. It, it, it goes. It, in probably in the last ten years, I'm going to say states probably taken on more than Ohio State because Ohio State just dominated Michigan. And as much as Michigan fans hate Ohio State, you can't fuck with Ohio State when you know they have national championships and they've got appearances in the national championship games and etc. But state fans just like just by sheer shit talking have moved themselves up to. to they're hated as much as Ohio State now. And so you brought this on yourself. You can't set yourself up like you're some great fucking team and talk shit. And then when it comes time to get your ass whipped, you refuse to take your medicine, which I'm already seeing a lot of on social media. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of state fans who 
I've had to sit through and be like, yeah, you're right. You whipped our ass, blah, blah, blah. Oh, all of a sudden, they, they've got ghosts on social media. They ain't got shit to say. About <laughs> and, the, well, uh, and this is the one thing I'll say. My teams, win or lose, I'm out there to take the fucking lumps. Hey, yeah, you know what? Tampa Bay fucking sucks. Oh, well, still my fucking team. And believe me, if my team that sucks beats your team, I'm going to talk shit. What the fuck? You were supposed to win that game. The fuck did you do to lose that game? I'm not even going to give Tampa credit on that. You people fucked up. <laughs> this is all there is. Beat Joe Lewis's ass. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> Every time we start talking about boxing, that's day one. A white boy got to pull Rocky Marciano out of his ass. He did look Joe Lewis's ass. But seriously, man, I mean, it, it's amazing how quiet it is. For people who are not from Michigan, it's amazing how quiet it is from the state fans this season. Well, it's all fun and games until your fucking team quits playing, bro. It's all fun and games until you're 2-5. and five. You, you can say what you want. Show me what you're worth. You know, and, and as a fan, you're just sitting here like us three are on, on a podcast talking. But when your team just fucking quits, those kids are... They're playing not even half of their potential. Don't get me wrong, state fans. I'm not saying state sucks. State is a huge, huge competitor. But for whatever reason, yeah. I don't know, and nobody will tell me, <laughs> there, there's something afoot in Michigan State. They have quit. They are not even playing up to half of their potential. Maybe they're purposely torpedoing it because they want to play for less miles. Huh? Huh? I'm telling you. It's there's something wrong there. They do not play. They do exactly enough to say we were there. Oh, it's gonna be fucking ugly on Saturday. Tell you, well, we'll we'll know next podcast, I guess. Well, I'll tell you this: if next podcast, if they if they if state pulls it out and whoops Michigan's ass, next podcast, I'll be here to take my fucking lumps. Just like I have for the last fucking ten goddamn years when it comes to this fucking game. So, but and I'll be here the same way I was this when I started this. Ice, ice, baby. I called it. If the only the only way that's a good game and the only way State could win is if the players say, "All right, one game we'll play." And I'll be here to say, "So what?" what you as called a State it. State fan, you can't, you can't. Oh, hold on a sec, motherfucker. You can't have it both ways. Don't try to talk about both your sides of your mouth shit with me. You might get away with that with Chris, but I've known your ass for 20-plus years. I, I Don't pull that Earl shit with me and go, Michigan's going to win. But if State beats Michigan, I called it. No, you fucking didn't. You just said Michigan's going to win. That's your pick. I, for, I 100% think Michigan will win this game. I do. I don't think State's going to even take this opportunity to step up and be the team they should be. I 100% do. I'm not double-talking. I'm telling you, if this happens, if somehow State comes out this week in the winter, it is because the players themselves said, okay, this thing, we're taking this one game, and we're going to play. That is the only way that shit's going to happen. I don't see it happening. I don't think it's going to happen, but it very well could because the talent is there in Michigan State. It was there at the beginning of the season. They fucking quit two games into the season. Absolutely, 100% said goodbye. As a State fan, even if they win, I'm going to be here to say, so the fuck what? You're three, you'll are you be three and five. Hollow victory, moving on. I hate to say it, but that's the mindset I'm in this year, really. 
unless you all of a sudden win out, like it's you're done. Like it would be a moral victory. They need to solve the problem. That's it. It'd be a moral victory, but unless it's the beginning of a eight zero run, I think it'd mean dick. I can think I'm a realist fan. Well, it's going to be basically a if they win, it's going to be the one area they can talk shit and take pride in out of this clusterfuck of a season. You know what, though, Rich? Could they really? Could they really? Because then they'll they'll show exactly what I'm talking about, the fact that they have quit this entire season. But now that it's Michigan, now that it's their pride and their arch rival and their interstate rival and and they want to show that they are who we thought they were and they come out and they just whip the shit out of Michigan... Can they really take pride in that? Because look what you've done the rest of the fucking season. It doesn't matter what you think they're going to. I'm not talking about what, what, what I think they should do or what you think they should do. I'm talking about what they're going to do. Dude, it's always been that way. If State has a fucking subpar year at Beats Michigan, their fans are fucking jumping up and down and screaming like they just won something. They shouldn't. That's stupid. Because look at your look what's going to happen to you at the end of the year. Michigan's going to go on to play for something, and State might might at this point make a bowl. And that's and that's where I give guys like Mike Valeni credit. He's like, yeah, you know what? If we beat Michigan and what the fuck is that proof? Yeah. We should we should have been beating these fucking other teams that aren't half as good as Michigan. Handedly. I mean that's just obviously they're not even it's not even a matter of they're not playing up to their potential. They're playing underneath the team they're playing's best. I mean they're they're just like, well fuck it. I mean just let them ever. Rivalries are fun, but it's all about what what your record is at the end of fucking the season. And if you're going to have a shit record, I mean, what's a yay, we beat Michigan. I mean, that's just that's, that's how I am. Like, all right. And I think it's you know, I think that's that's it's that's how it is now. I think 50 years ago, it was a lot more you can have a shit season beat your rival and the fans would be happy cuz at least I get to talk shit for another year. Well, if that's, eh. it's going to be hard to talk. If Michigan ends up winning a national title, uh, <laughs> how are you going to talk shit? Uh, they got the ultimate uh, comeback. Hey, well, we beat you. Well, we got the, we're the national champion. Fuck off. I can't see Michigan winning a national title. I can see them winning the, the Big Ten if they could. I, look, I was, here, I, I was sitting here saying the first couple weeks of the season, and and after watching state start taking their lumps like they are and i was like mm, this could be a trap game for michigan michigan could go in cocky and state could come in and fucking just pull the rug out from under them i don't believe that now they're a machine I, this year man exactly but i, I i'm hey i'm still not fucking guaranteeing any victory over ohio state just because ohio state got fucking rocked one day i mean not even rocked it's not it's not like they got blown out I mean, that was, you know, last minute, oh, shit, we just lost the fucking game. So, yeah, okay, what Michigan needs to do is they need to beat State, and they need to beat State badly. I mean, it needs it needs to be, they do to State what they've been doing to other teams, and then they move on. And then one game at the end of the season, and this is just a fan's perspective, because I guarantee you Harbaugh isn't thinking, isn't telling these his team to think this way. But the one game at the end of the season, that's the one I'm worried about. But Harbaugh's, Harbaugh has to have them guys thinking there's only one game that matters, and it's the next game. 
Fuck yeah. what happens in three weeks. Fuck what happens if we beat Ohio State. Well, Ned, how guys who, uh, like if you look at coaches throughout history, isn't that how most successful coaches generally have thought? Like they're not, they're not thinking two weeks down the road. They're just they're focused on next game, next game. No, not, a, not a lot of coaches. Belichick's infamous for saying it. They'll start asking him about a game three weeks in the future, and he'll go, the only game I'm worried about is next week's. Now, whether he means that or not, eh. But Yeah, man. I mean, so you think, uh, fuck, you, what you're saying is Michigan needs to American history X fucking Michigan State? Curb them. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it. it if they don't. It's been their fuck? MO this year, man. I mean, especially, State doesn't have parentheses by their name, so uh, this should be just... Just you know, I'm not you guys. You know, I'm not a Michigan fan. But if you just watch this year, I mean, that should be what happens. It should be, it should, it should just be like next, you know. Hey, Rich. Uh, who who's who's the hard team for Michigan this year? Is it Ohio State or Clemson? I'll say Ohio State. And the only the, the only way I would say different is if Harbaugh has really changed the mindset of those players. And I won't know until I see the game. I just. I think there's – once you've been beaten down that much, it, that's a hard mental hurdle to jump. Yeah, but I think they pretty much jumped it, bro. They are mean, mean players. They haven't played anything. They haven't won anything against Ohio State yet. I mean, you, we can sit here and say that – Well, uh, well, they did play against Wisconsin, though, and Ohio State had to take them to overtime to win, mm-hmm. and they handled Wisconsin. I mean, but, it, yes, it's a – what do you call it? Uh, cliche. I mean, but any given any given Sunday or Saturday, another team can beat another team. I think what is it? Well, you're either, you're, you're going to either win or lose. Yeah. Earlier, you're playing the transitive property. I believe that is pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> well, I'm just weighing, you know, Ohio State's performance with Wisconsin to Michigan's performance. Michigan, it was 14-7 at the final, but it was in regulation, and they handled them. Okay. That game was all about Michigan handling Wisconsin. Ohio State could not handle them and damn near lost to them. Well, let's, I'm just, this is what I'm doing right now. Michigan's playing state. Let me see that game. I'll worry about the games as they happen. Because I don't want to fall, I just don't want to fall into the, the trap that I saw state fans fall into over the last 10 years or so which is get so cocky that they start talking like, oh, yeah, we got the Big Ten wrapped up. We got the Big Ten wrapped up. Because, hey, talking shit and, and being cocky, there's only, in, a, in a situation where you win or you lose, there's only two outcomes. Either your team fucking comes through and you, and you look like, you know, really badass for predicting it, or your team loses and now you're sitting there with egg all over your face. So, oof. I just can't. I can't. That you know, Michigan. I win or lose. You know what? I'm going to go with this. Win or lose with Michigan on any team, state or other. Those are some bad ass players. There's going to be a lot of people drafted out of there, a lot, because they are some mean, mean players. Those are guys that know how to win, and aren't afraid to hit. And that's very hard to find as a team. You can find a couple on a team, but as a team. To, to be able to do that, it's very hard. Well, I will say this. Harbaugh is right where he needs to be. 100%. That Harbaugh's shtick doesn't work 
long term in the in the pros for whatever reason. But with the turnover in college football like it is, he's where he needs to be. He if if he stay, stays with Michigan for ten years, he could he could turn Michigan once again into a football factory, into a pro football factory. Totally agree. Just cranking out fucking high draft pick after high draft pick after high draft Heisman, pick. Heisman winners. Because he's proven he'll do whatever the fuck he feels he needs to do to win. And that includes in, in recruiting. I mean, he gets shit from a lot of people, especially his detractors, about how he goes about recruiting. But here's the deal. He's, he's basically pulling a Belichick at the college football level. He's, he's looking at the rule book, and he's, he's, he's flirting with breaking the rules, but he's never broke the rules. So when they get pissy and they go, what the fuck are you doing? He just pulls out the rule book and goes, show me where I did something that I'm not supposed to. Yeah. Just because you didn't think of this doesn't mean that I'm an asshole for, for using it. You should have thought of this. Yeah, they walk, mm-hmm. they walk right up to the line. They don't cross it. They just walk right up to it and kind of just put their foot like, eh. And, you know, the older I get, the more, not just in, in sports, but in life, that's usually how people who get ahead get ahead. I mean, they, they high risk, high reward. You know, they, they flirt with maybe stepping over that line every once in a while. Damn sure they walk it. But yeah, Rich, I I, I think Michigan's going to win this game. I don't see State stepping up at all. And that's a shame, man. I mean, it's a damn shame because there are some great players on State. I, I don't know what the... Something, like I said, it's going to come out eventually. Something had to have happened. Because I don't see why the fuck State has just basically thrown their hands up in the air and said, fuck it like they have. I don't get it. It, it makes no sense. They had everything to play for this season. So what happened that changed that the, the, the culture and the mindset in that locker room this year? Well, that's what I said like two or three weeks ago to Chris, and he was like, you think they actually quit? On-? Yes, they have quit. I watched the game. As a player, as a coach, I seen the performance. I could tell you firsthand that is a quit team. I don't know. I don't know if it's their head coach. I don't know if it's their athletic director. I don't know what happened with that team and behind closed doors and all that good shit away from the media, but I don't know what happened, but that entire team on both sides of the ball, the offense and the defense, none of them, none of them try their hardest. They said, fuck that bitch. Yeah, that's, well, I mean, it's not fun to watch. And and maybe, maybe I'm wrong about this, but if I'm D'Antonio, and I'm looking at that fucking team, and I'm looking at them doing that, them motherfuckers are running stairs all fucking day until they, they, they put their head in their heads, pull their heads out of their asses, reach down their throat, find some fucking guts, and start playing that way. It doesn't work like that, man. It doesn't. You can discipline them to the next never day. When it gets Saturday and, and the clock starts and those kids are going, ah, not going to play. There's nothing, I don't care what you do to them kids. You can bench the whole team. It doesn't matter. When the team says, screw you, that you can't do nothing with that. Something happened. I don't know what it is. I will probably never know. That being said, I know for a fact something happened. And those kids have absolutely quit. Well, it was definitely a case of, I just, I, I do not know what the fuck's going on there. I have no idea. I mean, this isn't like something that was predicted. This isn't a down year that they were like, okay, state's going to have, you know, they're not going to be 
eleven and one this year, eleven and two. They're going to have a down year. No, no one saw that. This is a clusterfuck of epic proportions for state. They started the year out at ranked eight. Everybody knew the potential that team had. That's what I'm telling you. That's what they're, I'm saying. Yeah, they 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 have great talent, and I want state fans to hear me again. I'm not saying that your team sucks by no means. It is a massive quit job. I don't know why. We'll find out at the end of the season probably. They'll come out. They're trying to keep it quiet for the season for some reason. But somebody's going to get fired and all this good stuff. And that team has like, uh, whatever. We'll see you next year. Having sex with LeBron James' mother. Doing something. All night at a strip club and got caught. I don't know. It just. To shit. If that had happened to the U back in the 80s, that would have fired him up. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I've been like, that's right. We were at the titty bar, and oh, it it actually hurts because I am a Michigan fan. But so you know, I'm a Michigan. St- I'm I'm a, I'm a bandwagon Michigan State fan, if you will. I'll admit it for straight out because I am from Michigan. I'm from Detroit. So when I'm down here in Wichita, I'm like, go Michigan. I don't give a fuck who it is. But you know, at that point, I'm a homer or whatever. Great, but. It's a shame to me. It's a damn shame when people see Michigan State on the field and just getting handed their ass. I mean, Maryland just handed Michigan State their ass and was like, here you go. And it's like people see that and they're looking at me knowing I'm from Detroit and they're like, really? (laughs) What do you want from me? I'm not on the field. I'm not the coach. This is not my fault. Yeah, let me let me get on the phone right quick and yell at him. Hey, what the fuck? Yeah, I, I have I have uh, D'Antonio on speed dial. Yeah, I used to get that a lot when I was out of state. People would go, "What the fuck is with the Lions, man? How the fuck do you have Barry Sanders and you don't win anything?" And I'm going, "I don't know. What the fuck you want me to tell you? <laughs> do I do I look like Wayne Fonts to you? No, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Hold on, I got Barry on speed dial. Be right back. I'll get yeah, the answer exactly. for you. Well, that's the thing, though, is I wear, I have like six, seven different Detroit Lions jerseys. You know, I have shorts with the Detroit D, hats with the Detroit D, you know. So people, I mean, I don't make it any secret that I'm from Detroit. I'm very proud of it. And so when people see me, they're like, really? Really? I'm like, what? Just because of, it doesn't work any different in Detroit than it does here. When you guys, when your guys' shocker team fucked up and lost in the tournament i didn't go well what what happened you guys call your coach you know i i don't have that kind of contact i appreciate that you think i'm big time in detroit i'm just from detroit and proud of it i'm not contacted with anybody in there you know i got my peeps my moles my close warm personal friends (laughs) (laughs) we're not green bay Okay, we're not all owners of the fucking team. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> you have a better shot of getting what's going on with the Lions if you walk to the Ford dealership and ask them, okay? That's it. <laughs> so how the fuck do we want to play this with that Sunday night game? No, no, no. If we're going to go into the NFL, one word, kickers. That's it. None of them can hit shit except their wives. That's the only thing they can hit. You know, I'm crunching the numbers here for the picks in a little bit, and I guess this can segue right into our NFL talk. Uh, but that Sunday night game, man, that shit kept me up. Man, that shit was like, uh, that's defense against defense, man. That 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 is also, I mean, there's another game that was, well, kind of not really. 
Uh, Minnesota and Philly was like that too, but man, how these kickers, man. <laughs> you think uh, both these guys are beating themselves up on Sunday night or what, man? That's a crazy-ass game. It's like I said, the only thing an NFL kicker can hit is his wife. That's it. Because it wasn't just uh, Arizona. It wasn't just Seattle that missed. Matt Prater missed field goals. Um, up in... Um, uh, uh, there was another one that went into overtime. And uh, missed a field goal. Oh, the Atlanta Falcons. Matt Bryant can't hit a freaking field goal. But no NFL kicker could hit a field goal this weekend. The only thing that got hit was a wife. And then she divorced the guy. And now he's not playing football no more. Yeah, so we don't have to worry about him and you know, a damn thing. Yeah, Josh Brown got cut today. You know, the answer to, uh, you know, having a kicker that can't hit a field goal is you just draft one in the second round. <laughs> I <don't care>. <laughs> <laughs> It's a guarantee, man. It's like that's like having your Hanson for the next twenty years. Best kicker in the NCAA. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ! Oh, but didn't you? And Arian Foster retires yesterday. Finally, a couple of years too late. Should have never went to Miami. Should have retired in Houston. Yeah, like yes. Uh, I don't know that guy is. What's with, okay. what's with running okay, backs? All, what's with running backs and durability about the last decade? Is it just they're just getting hit harder, or what's what's the deal? What do you mean? It just seems about maybe the last decade ish, maybe last five years even more. It just seems like running backs, fucking just there's they're not durable anymore. Well, no, that goes back to what uh, Rich and I were talking about with the lull in the NFL because all the flags were out, so they didn't really need the running backs. They could just throw it 30, 40 yards down the field. The receiver would get touched the wrong way. And a flag would come out, and it would be at the spot of the foul. Why would you want to take a running back? The only time you would use a running back is to kill the clock. So for the last six years, seven years in the NFL, running backs weren't really used much. So, you know, they didn't get the playing time, the conditioning, and everything. Sure, they worked on it in the offseason and at practice, but they didn't get the game time. And then when they get in the game situations where real big people are really trying to hurt them, well, that's what ended up happening. They actually hurt them. Well, I mean, still, it's it's been this it's been this way for quite a while. Uh, you know, your average running back has has a three year career. I mean, every time they touch the ball, unless it's just a miracle run, there there's contact. I mean, they do take a beating. So, and, and the players have just gotten fucking ungodly bigger and stronger and faster. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you got a guy who's six foot fucking six, 300 and some pounds, and he's running like a, you know, a four six, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, like the, the Dallas Cowboys had a lineman, uh, Nate Newton. Do you guys remember him? Nasty Nate? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, this guy would bench press six, 700 fucking pounds. And that was like big shit, you know, because that's heavy. Don't get me wrong. That was impressive. But that was just Nate Newton. Okay, and everybody's like, "Oh my God, he didn't." Yes, he did. But nowadays, your whole front line's pressing five, six, seven hundred pounds. It's insane. They used to be Olympic weightlifting weights. <laughs> That's what. I, <laughs> I, at my max, at my max, I bench four fifteen. And let me tell you, pushing that off of your chest, you feel like a god. I can't even imagine doubling that weight as as like even half doubling that. 
going to six, seven hundred pounds and trying to move that. No, because you walk and, and Rich, this is why I had my swagger. Like, what the fuck are you going to do to me? But you bench five, six, seven hundred pounds. What the fuck are you going to do to him other than piss him off? Well, if you're a running back, run like fucking hell in the opposite direction. <laughs> <laughs> Round right. Fuck no. He's over there. I'm going left. It's in the Round name. Left. Run. Hey, no, 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 no. We ain't running up the gut. <laughs> We're doing a sweep. Oh! Fuck's wrong with you? I'm going to Bill Maher this shit. New rule. Okay? No more running up the fucking middle when you're at like third and an uh, inch. Third in, in a yard. No more running up the fucking middle. You got nine guys in the fucking box ready to rip him apart. You're not going to make it. You're not. Do a pitch. Make him run to the fucking marker. Pull a guard. Throw a couple of receivers to block the corners. He'll make the yard. Stop running it up the gut. Well, if that's what you want to do and you're on the Lions, first thing you got to do is get Ebron off the fucking field because he don't block for shit. <laughs> just just saying. I mean, if you got a tight end who thinks that, you know, his his only job is to drop the football. And oh, excuse me, and his other job, he has two jobs, drop the football and talk a lot of shit. Well, I'm saying this because 9 times out of 10, the running back is going to be the fastest player on the field. 9 times out, maybe 8 times out of 10. And if he can't make that marker running at a such angle with a pitch and a couple of blockers, Okay, find yourself a new running back. But stop throwing him five yards back and then get a running start into six to seven people that are ready to rip him apart who know he's coming. And these are the people we just talked about that are benching crazy freaking numbers. No more running up the middle with a yard to go. And I say this because it costs me a fucking pick. Bruce Arians. Oh, that's all. That's why. (laughs) Yes. Bruce Arians of the Cardinals is sitting on the inch line, inch line, and he hands it to his back on second down and go up the gut. They'll never see it coming. Motherfucker, there's nine guys in the box. Nine. You got five down linemen. They got nine guys. But that was a defensive defensive matchup, man. That was was defense versus defense. That's what that was. I mean, look at the score. It was six to six. He had an inch. He had an inch. All of the offense in that game came off of feet. <laughs> came off of somebody, the tip of somebody's fucking cleat. Or or, or not the foot. I'm just saying. Yeah. Fucking kickers. Yeah. So that's a crazy ass game. Fucked up our picks. You know, we all got we all got a dash one next to our picks. That's a favorite. I shake it I out. I gotta mention this. A minute and six seconds in the fourth quarter, and Matt Stafford said, "Motherfucker, hold my beer and watch this." Our four and three Detroit Lions. I've been here. I've I've been hurt before, Earl. I've, I've Ice Man. I've been hurt before. I'm not getting excited. I'm just not. All right. I've been <laughs> I've been on this rock for almost four decades, and I'm not getting excited. Just not. Hey, you know what? I don't care if they win another game. A minute yeah, and you six do. seconds. No, I don't. A minute and six seconds from the 25-yard line to the end zone. That was a hold-my-beer fucking drive, man. I lost my shit. I damn near lost my voice. You said you almost tossed your wife's salad. I didn't know what to make of that. Well, because last week, Rich had talked about that it was just a regular Lions win. 
and out in the parking lot there was a guy tossing his wife's salad. Imagine uh, if it was I was okay, that's uh, I was thinking that. But I, I don't know, maybe you were having a nice Sunday lunch and her salad came. I was having a brunch, I'm telling you. Touched touchdown and almost threw her salad at her. I don't know. I, this, <laughs> this, is, this is how I know that, that most Lions fans are in lockstep with how fucking Earl's going off right now. I've heard nothing for the last two days on sports talk radio here in Detroit but Stafford for MVP. Oh, get, get the fuck. GTFO. GTFO. I'm not saying that they're talking about, you know, MVP or anything like that, but everybody's talking about Matthew Stafford can drive the Lions down the entire length of a football field in a minute and six fucking seconds. That was insane. That is some Peyton Manning shit. That that is people that you would not associate well, he did with Matthew first, Stafford. He did it the first week too. He didn't. He did it. What didn't he do in the Colts game? Like I'm not, not trying, six seconds. I guess I'm not trying to minimize it, but I mean it's. I, I guess for me, just I've been hurt before, and great. You know, you've proven you can even go eleven and five. Well, I've in my lifetime, win in the playoffs. I'm not a color. Me not impressed. I mean, we're four and three. We're way ahead. I mean, they get to six wins. Rich and I, we're done as far as what we pick for the season. We both. Chris. Picked, what? Chris, you're, you're a Lions fan. You, you got to set your goals a little smaller, bro. Take the small victory of a minute and Fuck six that. second drive to the length of the field. <laughs> Fuck that. That's why most Lions fans end up married to a three. All right. Too much settling going on. All right. <laughs> Let's set the bar a little higher, people. All right. Just saying. But uh, what I mean, Minnesota finally lost. They just came up against the defense that exposed their fucking offensive line. Had nothing to do with their defense. Well, eighteen points got through. Yeah, but four turnovers. Yeah, I mean, well, the, the, there was there was what there was five total turnovers in that first quarter. That was another one. That was defense for. There, there seems to be a new style of play coming up. You know, we were we were seeing it in Denver. Uh, we're starting to see it to a sense in Buffalo, even though they biffed it this week. Uh, I mean, it's something we saw out of New England, I think, maybe 10 years ago. Uh, yep. it's, 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 we're seeing the rise of the D, I'm, th- I'm thinking, in the last couple of years here. Well, just bringing it back more than less because of the, you know, Baltimore Ravens were the same way. Yeah. You know, the, the Seahawks. Uh, Tampa, Tampa Bay with Seahawks, absolutely. You know, it's, it's turning into a lot of people of their, their, the defense wins championships. There's a lot of, a lot more coming come from that Oof. way nowadays than there used to be. Rich, you miss that defense, don't you? Every Tampa Bay fan does. Oh, my God, that was a defense. Don't miss the lack of offense that went with it. Oh, fuck the offense. That defense, oh. Jesus Christ, what was that, the, the game against St. Louis? When they, they, could, what, they couldn't get 12 points? So they, that's all they allowed St. Louis to score? The greatest show on turf? That's all yep. they gave them, and they couldn't fucking get more than 12 points is ridiculous. Rich, is there, a, is there a thought process that goes on in a Tampa Bay fan's head that every time you see Warren, Ta- Warren Sapp on TV, you're like, he could still play? I bet he could still play. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's just one more game. Warren. One yeah. more. Maybe John Lynch. 
<laughs> oh god dude that guy Oof. that was a hidden white boy man that was a yep. hidden white boy boy did not was not scared not even a little bit and like he he wasn't even he wasn't even like usually you think you know okay he must have had a rough upbringing and and this no no he was he was born like his parents were rich had money there was no reason for him to be that mean because he was a nice guy off the field. But you get him on the field and forget about it. Even Warren Sapp was like, "Ah, damn, man, I can't fuck with this white boy." <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, John. It's our own team. The game ain't till Sunday. Exactly. <laughs> it's always the it's always the one white boy. You know. No, no, John Lynch always reminded me of Steve Atwater. What did Chappelle say? It's because you knew he had to do something crazy. To hang out with the yeah. If if you see a group of brothers and one white boy, don't fuck with that white boy because he's done some crazy shit to get them brothers respect. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! Rondé Barber is the corner. Everybody was saying Darrell Revis is the shutdown. He's the man. He's the I was like y'all forgot Rondé Barber back in the day. Mm-hmm. You focus too much on Tiki Barber. Rondé Barber was a shutdown corner. You know, now you have Darrell Revis and, and again with uh, uh, Sherman. But at, no, that's a shutdown corner. Aside, you did not throw to Rondé Barber. He, he, he baited the quarterbacks. He knew how to bait them. And he did it very, very frequently. I, you know, maybe I'm sure that if someone will listen, will be like, yeah, okay, whatever. For what, to what I'm about to say, but I always kind of feel like Tampa Bay's defense kind of got, I'm not going to say disrespected, but overshadowed more so. I mean, you, you know, you had the Ravens defense, you know, because when people talk like all-time defenses, you know, they talk Steel Curtain, Purple People Eaters, the Ravens, 85 Bears. Oh, God, 85 Bears. I, I'll go on about that forever, and I hate the Bears, but oh, my God. <laughs> you know, and it's like they kind of get lost in the shuffle, but I'm going to tell you what. Ask anyone who played against that defense. That was not that was not a game that they were looking forward to. If if somehow you got past Warren Sapp, do you remember the linebacker that had to hit him? Derek Brooks. Derek Brooks. Oh, my God, you did not want to get hit by that motherfucker. <laughs> dude, dude, when, when they would play uh, – when they would play Atlanta, Derek Brooks was, they called him uh, Michael Vick's bodyguard. It was his job to make sure Vick didn't fucking get out and start scrambling all over the place. And if you look at the stats when they played, when Vick played that defense, he wasn't Vick during those games. Derek Brooks shut his ass down. So not only could he hit, he was fast. So, ah, but that was 15 years ago. <laughs> that was the heyday, I'll tell you what. The good old days. <laughs> Back when you could hit. Oh, hey, side note. Uh, uh, well, fuck that. Had a beer and talk a little shit. I was trying to get the NFL shop to do an affiliate link with us. And uh, I won't mention the gentleman's name. He's a nice gentleman in the email correspondence. Uh, but he's pretty much telling me, like, hey, you know, uh, what show are you looking for? And just so you know, we're really picky about content because, you know, we got a brand to look after. And I'm like, you know, that's fine. I understand. He's like, no, for real. Like, it's uh, he gave me a couple other avenues to pursue because he's like, I don't want to get an email from Roger Goodell that says, what the heck? And he's like, it's happened before. So uh, we we got turned down. I said, well, I'm going to roll the dice anyways because NFL's got a little more cash with the listeners. But uh, yeah, so 
fucking. I'm not, I'm not shocked. Goodell is. I, I, there's an article I got bookmarked. I haven't I haven't read it yet, but uh, Goodell is Goodell is not exactly making friends now, and there's starting to be rumblings from from his bosses, the owners. So he's part of that people that were shocked when Trump said, "I grab her by the pussy." Because <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you could do that." Yeah, what? Well, the, you know that the, if they were listening to the latest podcast, I did call them the Fear. So, <laughs> well, I think we've I think we've all at some point said worse than that about the man on the yeah. podcast. But I did try to make a point to the guy like we dedicate a good chunk of our show, probably at least a half a good hour each week to the NFL between our picks and just talking about the week. But you know what? Fuck Last thing I want to say about Tampa Bay, Mike Allstott. Oh, man. Yeah. Glad, who would have thought when he retired and when uh, Lorenzo Neal retired, you were watching probably the last for at least a while of a, of a, of a dying breed of fullbacks? Well, I mean, who would have thought that the best, com- best couple of fucking, I would say two of the top three, top five uh, fullbacks were white. You had Moose Johnson and then Mike Allstott. Yeah. I mean. Well, and then you had, uh, uh, fuck, I can't think of his name. Who was Roger Craig's fullback? Oh, Christ. I can't remember off the top of my head. Can't either. I, I partied way too much in my 20s to, to, to have that just popped right to the front <laughs> of I left those brain cells in a in a but in a bathroom toilet in a bar somewhere a couple decades ago. <laughs> yeah, so those were the good old days. Anyways, kickers can't kick. Yeah, you say it's a week of the kicker? Like I told you, they can't hit nothing but their wives, and then they divorce them and get thrown out of the NFL. Josh Brown. By the way, have you guys noticed the not-so-subtle uh, racial I guess undertones, maybe even yes. undertones that that is being brought up about this about well for good reason though look at look at Ray Rice blah 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 and the only defense I've heard about what happened with Ray Rice versus what happened with this guy is well we had a video of it well now you have his own fucking words saying he beats the shit out of his wife not just once that his wife it's not like <laughs> he got drunk took a swing at him. And he instinctively knocked, you know, took a swing back. Like right. Ray Rice. Yeah. No. This is this is his go home and in, in, in his human punching bag. Yeah. That this is for good reason. People are are, are pissed off, but yeah, I, I was. I guess I'm more shocked that it it's not in the forefront. That you know, well, hey, wait a minute. Well, how come a white kicker gets away with it, but a black running back, you know? No, no. And and I whenever I come up across this this white privilege and black lives matter and racial. And I, I put it, try to put it to bed. There's no putting this to bed. No, this is flat out white privilege and racial divide. Oh, he's not, he's not playing football anymore. He got cut. He, he, he because of the stink, the same he things got, happened to him that happened to Ray Rice in the because end, of the, stink, the stink that was created. Out the gate, Ray Rice was suspended for six games. Out the gate, this man was suspended for one game. Yeah, but he's uh, but he got released. He's done. He's not. You think anyone else is going to sign him? No. Do you think they would have released him if they didn't make a stink about it? Ray Rice has been eligible to be absolute. It's a dude. It's October. 
yeah, a stink would have been. I think that the the thing is what you're saying not would have not happened. A stink would have been made. There's people just sitting out there waiting to be offended about anything. It's <laughs> quite honestly. But no, I mean Ray Rice. He he's been able to play football for the last couple years. Uh, no one signing his ass. The same thing's gonna happen with Josh Brown. Well, here's here's my view on this. It's very much a case of people are cherry picking who and who and what they get offended about when it comes to domestic violence. Because Hope Solo has a fucking track record of beating the shit out of her fucking boyfriends and there's been more than a couple uh domestic violence cases in the wnba the problem is it's lesbian couples so it doesn't fit the narrative of you know evil men beating up on helpless women right two women beating the shit out of each other well and you keep saying hope solo hope solo put her naked ass all over the internet and nobody says shit about that. Uh, someone put her naked ass all over the internet, to be fair. She didn't release those herself. Yeah, she's, she didn't pull a Kardashian. Yeah, her and her butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Hope Solo's angry balloon nut. Yeah, I just... I, it, to me... And I know this ain't going to win me any fans, but... Someone like Ray Rice in that situation, I'm quicker to, I guess, give him a second chance than Josh Brown. Me too. I'm with you. I mean, personally, okay, look, no matter what, you know, people say, well, you should never hit a woman. You know what? No one should be beating on anybody, regardless, male, female, intersex, one of the 113 genders, according to Tumblr, whatever the fuck. No one should be beating the shit out of anybody. Okay, that's, what, that's how children behave, and we punish them and teach them not to act like that. But to end a guy's career over it, I mean, the, the, Ray Rice is a pariah. I mean, it's like... It's that new internet, we want blood mentality, where, you know, we can't just be happy with you got suspended, you know, you got criminal charges filed. We need to take your livelihood, your reputation... It's a new, it's the new villagers for Frankenstein mentality, man. It's probably about the we've seen the rise of it probably about the last five years, dude. I, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna bullshit. I, I got into a debate with someone a couple years ago, and this person sent me a link to what is now considered abuse and domestic violence, and the list had such things as refusing to hand over your paycheck to your girlfriend or wife. Um, refusing to surrender your car keys when they're demanded to your girlfriend or wife. And I'm looking at this list, and I'm like, this is a bunch of horse shit. Seriously? Because if you reverse the situation, it would be abuse on the man for demanding the paycheck and demanding the car keys. So, Chris, you, you, you've, made a, you've made a statement a few times, and you really, you really kind of... I've taken it to heart. You said... The way I judge whether someone's being a hypocritical piece of shit is I flip the situation. Yep. And if it's not okay when the situation's flipped, then it shouldn't be okay when the situation wasn't flipped. And I, it's just, to me, it's ridiculous. Okay. One, that's between him and his fucking wife. It was a criminal act. Okay. Get the authorities involved. Suspend them. If the team wants to cut them, cut them. But I don't know. I, and I totally right there with you, Chris. The whole you know, torches and pitchforks 
you know, we got it. We want blood. We want blood. I, I get the internet's like that, but at the same time, this is a man's livelihood. We're talking about over uh, over one incident. Well, not just that, Rich, but I mean, this hasn't just happened, you know, with Ray Rice and, and Josh Brown, and and all. it's happened many, many, many times throughout sports history. That shit has always been handled behind closed doors. Exactly. So not that they condone it, not that they say it's right, not that they say you're forgiven. They handle that shit. Well, the other part is, is if it bleeds, it leads, man. If the beat reporter in the locker room gets wind of that shit, it's you're fucking, yeah, you're done. There's there, And I'm not saying it was, it was better when it was like this, but there used to be a unspoken code between the beat writers and the players. I mean... If think think if you had the reporters of today following someone like Babe Ruth, they would be ended up like Biggie or Tupac. Babe, Babe, Babe Ruth's career would have been over before he could ever be been Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth would have made it out the so. minors. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I honestly think the reporter would end up like Biggie and Tupac. Oh. And other news today: reporter got caught in a drive-by shooting. Or I like think drive-bys were all the rage back when, when Babe Ruth was playing. They were just throwing him off the train. <laughs> I'm just saying, a reporter would have come up missing. And true, you know, there was that reporter who uncovered those DNC emails right before the convention <laughs> that ended up found <laughs> dead two days later. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's that's for another podcast. But yes, yeah, amazing how that happens. Huh? Well, anyways, are we are we going to get to picks? Or we go for the, the, the super massive giant size sporgy for four and a half hours. <laughs> oh, I love the end product, but as the editor, oh man. Hey, you guys got anything else you want to talk about? No, I'm good. Minute and six seconds, I'm just saying. All right. MVP, baby. He scored <laughs> I ain't going that far. I ain't going that far. I ain't even saying playoffs. Minute and six seconds, length of the fucking field. Wow. Yep. The P word here in Detroit ain't pussy, it's playoffs. The <laughs> only reason, let, me, let, me, let me reiterate, the only reason I'm making such a big deal is if you watch that game, after Cousins runs it in for 28 yards out, he's smiling, he's holding on to the ball, and he's the shit, and he, I got this, look how I won, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> fucking Matt Stafford, hold my beer. Minute <laughs> six seconds. <laughs> yeah, keep the ball, fucking loser. All right. Well, picks. We've had some movement in the rankings. Oh, coming in in third. Rich, you have fallen to an even 500, sir. You you can thank Arizona and fucking Seattle for that. Like I said, we all got an extra dash one on our picks. (laughs) Fuck kickers. You're 54, 53, and one, sir. Uh, I have moved up second, 55, 52, and one. 509. I had myself a decent week. I matched the Iceman who stays in first, goddammit. 36, 28, and 1. Uh, you're at 600. So, I guess uh, the new tradition is you, know, you get to pick the order of which we do the picks. So, take it I'm going to go, f- go first, and then uh, Chris, follow me, and then Rich, pull it up. All right. All right. Okay. Well. Hold up. Fucking kickers just killed me this week. 
Okay, third. Oh, oh what? Huh? What's happening? No, I said the kickers just killed me. Every one of the kickers. Fucking jet lagging. Do not believe the Giants won. Can't believe that. Ah, uh, well. I'm blame that on jet lag. I called that Fucking shit. See? Okay, well, Thursday night football. Ugh. 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 Right off the bat. You got the two and four Jaguars at the three and four Tennessee Titans. Yep. As uh, this season progresses, we do see that the Jaguars do have talent. Unfortunately, once again, just not coached well. They're not brought together well. Marcus Mariota finds a way to win these games. I don't know how he finds a way. And I don't own the NFL Network, so I'm not going to be watching this game, but I'm going to pick the Titans. All right. Well, Blake Bortles versus Mariota. Ah, boy. Uh, I'm just going to go with the home team on this one. I'm going to pick the Titans. Yep, same here, Titans. All right. The fucking sister kissers, the Seahawks, <laughs> heading into New Orleans to face the Saints. New Orleans, all of a sudden, finding a way to win games. Uh, Seahawks are the Seahawks. Uh, I'm going to think, you know, I, even though they're on the uh, road, I'm thinking they're. they're um, that's right. Yes. My bad. Love you at all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I'm going Seahawks on this one. Um, I, I think that uh, Breeze is struggling. Their defense is struggling. Uh, there's a lot to shape up. Uh, this year isn't the Saints year, unfortunately, for them. But, uh, yeah, the Seahawks are going to prevail on this one. Purely on defense. Yeah, that's what I'm going with, too. I think their defense is better than the Saints' defense. I think their offense is better than the Saints' offense. Uh, I think... Damn, uh, doesn't matter if the Saints are the home team. I think the Seahawks are going to be pissed that they just uh, came off of a tie and they're taking this game. Well, uh, let's hope there's a little bit more diversity down the line in the picks because I'm going Seahawks as well. All right. Hey, you know. I'm sure we'll find it when we get to Detroit. Yeah, which is next. Lions heading to Houston. Both teams, four and three. Both teams shouldn't have this record at this point in the season. <laughs> well, once again, and I know that they're in Texas, and I know that they're upset because of what Brock went through this week at, and the Broncos and whatnot. That all being said, I'm a homer. Uh, but this is another one of those weeks, and I, the Iceman called it. I wasn't scared about the Redskins. I was proven right. I'm not too scared about the Texans. I think I'll be proven right at the end. Uh, you know, some weeks I'm going to be like, oh, this is a loss for me, but I got to go. Not this week. This is my Lions week. Uh, yeah, we go to five and three, Lions. Uh, it's Texans. I'm not even going to even entertain the fact that they're going to win. You're not going to. You're not even going to justify it. Just flat out. Texans are at home. I'd honestly. I, Keep winning and show me otherwise. But 
I don't know, the Lions got momentum, and this seems like a perfect time for them to just fucking trip and fall on their face. So I'm going with the Texans. Well, I guess I'm going to break from tradition here. I'm going to I'm gonna pick the Lions, and the reason I'm going to pick the Lions is because I want them to show me something, and this is a chance. We all know their record against teams with a winning record on the road. It's not very good, to say the least. And this is This is... To me, this is their chance to start taking that next step and proving that, okay, they're not a team that's going to you know, win maybe five home games and no road games. You know, If Stafford is what everyone says he's, he is, well, what everyone says he is now, it's his time to prove it. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Show me, Bama. Show me. Pretty much. Are you picking the Lions? Lions. All right, next up, the Washington football team, uh, the Redskins, <laughs> at the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm. See, this one's hard. Guys, for me, this one's real hard. Because, you know, I was sure that the Lions had it, and I did get lucky, I'll tell you that, a minute and six seconds. But that being said, you know, Redskins, good team. But the Bengals do have A.J. Green. But that's all they got. So, uh, I don't know. This, I mean, this is literally a coin flip. I don't know. Maybe both sides of the coin are heads. I'm going Bengals. I'm going to pick the home team. All right. Bengals, Redskins, Ginger versus Cousins. Uh <laughs> AJ Green versus Jamison Crowder. Uh, yep. Fucking Giovanni Bernard. Uh, what's his nuts? Who's the other guy? Oh, who's the other running back? Oh, the Red Bengals. I'm just every my whole my whole stick with that was I was going to say every player I can name on the Bengals is better than every player in the Redskins. So I'm going with the Bengals. Well, I'm just going <clears> to <throat> I'm gonna pick Washington, and I'm going to hope that uh, Cousins knows better than to scream, You like that, don't you? Before the game. <laughs> oh, no. Wasn't that after the game? Wasn't that after, like, a big win? No, he did yeah. that Lions game. What, what, didn't he? No, that was a few weeks ago. Or was maybe last season, yeah. No, oh, dude, I swear it was this week. No. Yeah, no, this, this was last year. Yeah, it was last year that he did that. <laughs> yeah, it was after a win. I forget who they beat. Yeah, I did too. But yeah, he did that last year. But he was doing that this week, holding on to the football. And Matt Stafford was like, yeah, you're cute. Hold my beer. <laughs> that was so fucking cool. You're right. Oh, my God. Wow. It was against my Bucks. Maybe that's I guess that's why it stuck out in my uh in my head. <laughs> Alright, so next Chiefs heading into Indianapolis. Colts. Oh, give it to me. Give it to me. Wichita representing Chiefs. I, I don't know what the hell Andrew Luck's doing. Other than getting lucky, I don't know what he's doing. Whatever he's just ain't working. Oh my goodness. Poor guy. I hope he has insurance. Chiefs. 
Yeah, I'm going with the Chiefs. I, I think uh, Jamal Charles might need to start uh, shopping around where the next bench he's going to warm is going to be at. Uh, Spencer Ware has uh, just proven to be a beast the last couple weeks. Macklin. <coughs> uh, come on, Macklin. We need to get our shit together here. Uh, but uh, Alex Smith is just, he keeps figuring out how to win the game for him. So we're going with the Chiefs. Yeah, same here, Chiefs. Yeah, Don Terry Poe's gonna hurt hurt uh luck. All I know is that the Colts ain't shit this year. Seriously disappointed. Thought they would be a better team. That's what I get for thinking. So, like I said, Chiefs. Alright, well the Raiders are at the Bucks. Sorry, Rich. This is Raiders territory, man. They're gonna come in there and just own that place. Uh, called it very early on in the season. Amari Cooper is a beast. You just throw it in his general direction. He'll catch that. And, uh, yeah, I just I don't see the Bucks having anything for the Raiders on either side of the ball, actually. All right. So you're calling Oakland? Yeah, Raiders. The Raiders. All right. Yeah, well... I think if you just watch both teams play this year, uh, the Bucks ain't that great, but the Bucks ain't that bad. Uh, but I think the Raiders are better than the Bucks, so we're going with the Raiders. Yeah, I'm gonna have to pick the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, I'm sorry, Oakland Raiders. Yes, I can't even joke about that. I can't even think to say Las Vegas Raiders. I can't. I got ahead of myself. Uh. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. I, I, Bucks might be my team, but I'm not drinking that Kool Aid. All right, next up, the Ship Bowl. <laughs> New Uh-oh. York Jets at the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> the can, Browns can, are 0 and 7. The Jets are 2 and 5. I'm, I'm going to come at you like this. The Jets have a huge, huge problem at quarterback. Huge, and and many other places on the field. That being said. Cleveland is where the fucking quarterback goes to retire, to end their career before it ever starts. Uh, the Browns are by far the worst team in the NFL. They need to get management straight before anything on the field comes together because they have talent. They do. You know, maybe not a quarterback, but, I mean, they got great positions, uh, you know, people filling positions. And, oh, just terrible that they're going to lose to the Jets. All right. Well. Moratorium. Sorry, Chris, calling you. Here's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) You see See what what happened was. Fate fate stepped in to make Todd Bowles not look like a complete idiot and ended the Geno Smith era within the first half of the first quarter. The problem with the Jets is this year is they don't have anyone for him to throw to. Like... Ryan Fitzpatrick is a serviceable quarterback. I'll give him that. Brandon Marshall. Yeah, but th- that's it. There's no... There's, Are you uh, No, that's not. Let's be realistic, Earl. You need more than a receiver. Uh, let's talk about the Detroit Lions. Uh, until recently. You need more than one receiver to throw to. Not if it's Kelly Johnson. Just saying. Brandon Marshall can't catch every pass. And their best bet, their number two right now is what, Quincy Anunua? Or whatever the fuck he is, because Eric Decker's down. Fucking, I mean, you got Revis is still hurt, I believe. 
Uh, their running game is off. Oh, well, I'm basically just talking about all parts of their game suck. But the Browns are 0-7. Uh, but uh, Jets. Moratorium. Oh boy, you know, you know, money where mouth is. Moratorium. I'll pick the goddamn Browns. Well, you're either going to be all alone with a win or all alone with a loss because I'm going with the Jets. All even right. Though, even though Geno Smith point two point oh <laughs> do shit. Ah, yeah. uh, God. Just real quick, can you imagine being that coach and being like, okay, Fitzpatrick, you're going to have to have a seat. Uh, Smith, you're starting. He Fast like, the game, and you're yeah. like, uh, uh, Fitz, we're going to need you to come off the He's probably like, this <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> this motherfucker here, though. <laughs> All right. Now, the talk is, though, why don't you go to – you have four quarterbacks on your roster. It's time to see what the other two can do. I mean, it really is. Uh, isn't that what, you know, isn't that what for practice is for? Yeah. I mean, if you're the Jets, I mean, you still want to try to win some games. I mean, you are you are New York. I mean, they'll make an effigy of you in a heartbeat. Uh, but uh, speaking of New York, we're heading upstate for the next pick. Your team, your boy, old Billy Sweatshirt, <laughs> Patriot, the Patriots, the Pats heading into Buffalo to face the Bills. Oh, God. Oh, no. Hmm. I almost want to pick the Bills because of what happened, but at the same time, Bill Belichick, baby. He's going to go show you that it, it was all Tom Brady. It's nothing about the system. He's going to go in there and kick the shit out of the Bills and be like, what 0 of 14? 0 to 14, what are you talking about? They didn't blank us. What do you mean? What are you talking about? I'm going, Pats. I think you got Sexy Rexy in that Buffalo Bills defense at home. I think their defense just put in a shit showing. I don't think they're doing it two weeks in a row. Calling the Bills. Maybe it's the beer. Marco Murray's down. Maybe it's the reefer. Calling the Bills. <laughs> don't have a running back. Well, DeMarco Murray plays for Tennessee. Are you talking about LaShawn McCoy? Or, yeah, LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, well, still, the Bills, are, they're at home. Uh, I mean, yeah, true. The Pats might have got a little chip on their shoulder. From getting, you know. They got Tom. He's back. Tom! Uh, I'm taking it. For some reason, I I always like Rex Ryan at home. I'm taking the Bills. Well, I think the Bills already got their their one win against uh, the Pats out of the way, so I'm taking the Pats on this one. Revenge is at hand. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cardinals at the Panthers. One more thing about the Bills. Chris, if they do win, if the Pats do win, can we just say that maybe the tinfoil hat theory of them, you know, succeed, you know, conceding the nothing to 14 win was just to bring Tom back in big fashion? 
Maybe, but if they win, I'd be like, maybe we'll go with my theory. Maybe Rex is one of the few coaches that has Belichick's number. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Somebody's going to be proven right. Because it seems like every now and then Rex gets a win against Bill. That's how they do it. But the Cardinals at the Panthers. Panthers 1-5. and five. Cam Newton already going to do a next question at the press conferences. Cardinals. Another, come, the other sister kisser. Going to have that <laughs> dash one haunting them for the rest of the season. Oh, God. After what happened Sunday night into the wee hours of the night, I just don't know. I don't know what that was. I mean, I, I understand Seattle's got a great defense. Oh, but that was sick. Bruce, you were on the one-inch line. How do you kick a field goal on third down? It's like, ah. Oh, oh. I, I, want, I, I want him to prove me wrong. I'm going to go Cardinals and see if Cam Newton can stop next question and throw it to the right receiver. I'm going to go Cardinals. Here's a thought. I was wondering if maybe I've just become you know, too much pot or had a few too many beers. But, like, if you go for it on third down and you miss, on fourth down, you can still kick a field goal, right? Yeah, but their thought process is... I was if wondering if I was a little too high on Sunday because I was going, eh, didn't you get one more try and then you kick it on fourth? So yeah, I guess I was, was kind of with you in that thought process, but I wasn't sure on Sunday. I was like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm the, wrong. The thought process is if they fumble the snap, if somebody leaps over the line, what the fuck is that all about? You no, know, I'm with you third and one, and then if you fail, then you just kick the field goal next try. Hey. Yeah, but if you fumble the snap or somebody leaps over the line or something, okay, well, then that's just Dude, if my a down by balls contact. Be my uncle. There's a hundred ifs in football, that's man. That's the thought process for going for it on third. But that's stupid when you're an inch from the fucking goal. Well, yeah, if, if my aunt hit balls, she'd be my uncle. In football, there's a million ifs every play. You can sit there and play the if game. You Get the fuck out. You need to be in the show. All right. So, uh, Cardinals-Panthers, I think it's... I'm a believer in Arizona after Sunday. I think that game Sunday was defense against defense. The fact that the kickers were the biggest variable in that whole game. The receivers didn't matter. The quarterbacks didn't matter. The running backs didn't matter. Uh, I think the Cardinals are sh- shown why they've been. Uh, they've been players probably about the last five years. Uh, yeah, he said Cam Newton's already doing next question at press conferences. Um, I'm going with the Cardinals. Uh, yeah, and uh, I, I, I'm kind of bummed because I, I did want to bring up Cam Newton's best, uh, doing his best baby Huey impersonation, <laughs> but uh, we didn't get to it. But yeah, um, Panthers, really? Butt of a joke anymore for this season. I'm going Cardinals. Chris, what was that, though? How do you jump over the center, kick him in the back, and block a field goal? And that's not a penalty? Bruce Arian was furious at that. Yeah, man, we didn't get into your tinfoil hat talk about how you think shit is rigged. Ratings. All about ratings. Ratings? For what? I mean, ending a 6-6 tie, that's a bunch of bullshit. I will say yeah, this. I watched it, didn't you? We'll say this. You saw the difference 
and coaching styles afterwards because Arian said we pay him to make that fucking field goal. Whereas, um, oh, brain fart, Seattle's coach. Pete Carroll. Carroll. Was like, oh, we love him. You know, it was a mistake. He'll make the next one. Yeah, but that's a college coach coming into an NFL team going, it'll be all right, son. It'll be all right. Carroll's got a ring. Say, well, what I'm saying is Carol's you, you see the two different coaching styles. You see a player's coach. Oh, yeah. And, and then you see a taskmaster. So Carroll's got a ring. <laughs> you could that. There's your argument for which one probably Ouch. works better. Andy's Andy's got a national championship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had the best team money could buy. Yeah, I was saying. Oh, yeah. I still think it was hilarious. About <laughs> as soon as he got caught, hard piece. I'm out. Chris. Hey, all you recruits, I made promise to. Sorry. Chris. What? Jumping over a fucking center like he's a fucking hurdle. Kicking him in the back. How is that not a penalty? I didn't say it wasn't. I can't figure out how they didn't throw a flag at that. I mean, good on Wagner for getting that high. Woohoo! It's a penalty. I guess we got to do research into which media market's bigger. But uh, all right, the four o'clock games. We have. Chargers. Divisional battle heading in to Denver. The Broncos. Mm. Uh. Ugh. The Broncos defense is amazing still, but their offense is sputtered. I, I don't know if, if Simeon's scared or if he's just an experience or, or what's going on, but uh Chargers can't stop them. I'm going Broncos. Uh, Joey Bosa's good. Don't get me wrong. All right. But you lost Manti Teo. And you, and you don't have much of a secondary. Broncos. Uh, Philip Rivers already had 2,000 yards and 13 touchdowns. Just yep. putting that out there. Uh, but the problem is... Uh, Keenan Allen being down is hurting them. I know because I have Phillip Rivers on my fantasy team and uh, Terrell Williams and uh, Travis Benjamin. Uh, Melvin Gordon's been getting it done on the ground. Uh, Broncos, yeah, they're, they're, they're sputtering a little bit, but still that their defense is a monster. Uh, I think uh, this year the way San Diego's been getting it done is through the air, the way they've been scoring. Uh, I think the Broncos are going to shut that down, so I'm going with Denver. Yeah, yeah I de- definitely wouldn't play Philip. Oh, no, yeah, he's, he's he's on the bench this week. I'm starting Derek Carr. <laughs> Go, going with going with Denver also. Just that defense. I'm going to. I got to pick the defense. Oh, yeah, we can't spend all that time talking about the Buccaneers' defense and then you pick against the Broncos' defense. That'd be terrible. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, next game. Packers heading down to Atlanta. Falcons, period. Game over. Next. Wow, to face the Falcons. All right. Falcons. 
Easy, Iceman. All right. Oh, did I mention the Falcons one more time? Just yeah. Atlanta? Okay. Uh, I, yeah, here's the problem. Packers right now can't stop the run. I, once I, they proved, uh, once they faced a real Ezekiel Elliott was pretty much the first real running back they faced this year. And he fucking, he fucking got loose against them. Uh, Devontae Freeman, uh, the guy who came out of nowhere last year, just proven like he, he, he ain't no buster this year. I mean, he's already got, he's got 105, he, he have 105 carries, 580 yards. Uh, two, only two touchdowns though. But, uh, I just have the feeling that, I mean, he's gonna be, he's gonna come busting out second half. Uh, Julio already had 40 receptions, 830 yards. Four touchdowns. Uh, you know, I mean, with the he, he's not producing touchdown wise, but he's producing reception wise. Uh, Packers. Uh, I think, quite honestly, you got Aaron Rodgers kind of holding that team up. Lacey's injured. Uh, the defense is a shadow of what it used to be. Um, Jordy Nelson and Cobb just not having the greatest years of their career. Especially Nelson coming off that injury. Uh, long, you know, it's a podcast. We got to fill time. Long way going to saying uh, Falcons. Yeah, and I'll go the little bit longer than Earl, much shorter than than Chris. <laughs> I'm gonna go Falcons too. But even though I have to point out, didn't didn't you say during the, the preseason, Matty Ice's career was over? Thought so, man. Like he had a very pedestrian year last year. But hey, man, you know, resurgence. What can you do? Comeback player of the year, maybe. Yeah, possibly. Like, cause yeah, last year he was, he had a very. Uh, what, what do the kids say now? Meh. Meh. <laughs> that, that, could, that could describe his his year last year. All right, Sunday SNF. Carrie Underwood, half naked, singing about football. Uh, I like the yes. tra- I like the trade up from Faith Hill. You know, Ma- Faith Hill had the mouth thing going on, but you know, Carrie Underwood still young and nubile. I don't give a shit. I take either of them, but everything's still you know somewhat natural on Carrie. You know, cosmetics has started oh, to get involved. Sunday night. Yeah. Oh, I know, all I know is if that bitch ever puts a key to my vehicle, I'll fuck her up. I don't care what how good <laughs> she is. Yeah. <laughs> but you got the Eagles. And by no means, I just want to point out, are we provoking any type of domestic abuse or anything like that? Hey, man, she started it. She keep my car. These jokes, people. Jokes. (laughs) First of all, if you don't have a sense of humor, I doubt you've lasted this long into this show. (laughs) Yeah, you you were gone, you know, an hour and 45 minutes ago, if you don't have a sense of humor. Okay, so the Eagles, the Giant Killers, well, technically the Viking Killers... Heading in to the Jerry Dome in Dallas. I believe uh, Dak Prescott is starting this game. Uh, We'll see. We will see. But you know what? Dak Prescott isn't the Eagle, isn't the the Cowboys. He's a great quarterback. He's he's performing very well for a rookie. Uh, But Carson Wentz is finding out what losing feels like. He's going to feel it again. As uh, Dallas and Zeke and, and Dak run over him, uh, their defense is coming up. Uh, yeah, the, but the Eagles have a great defense, great defense. Uh, but at the same time, I just, mm-mm. Cowboys. 
All right, well, you got Dak, you got Zeke, you got Cole Beasley, you got the old, you got old faithful, you got Jason Witten at tight end. What's he been in the league 25 years? It seems like it. But, uh, man, I'm just, I'm worried. I'm, I, I think Ezekiel Elliott this week finds out he is a human up against this Philadelphia Eagles defense. Um,. But as far as weapons, what do the Eagles have? They have Jordan Matthews. Uh, they have one, another player who's been in the league 25 years, Darren Sproles. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, Lost a step or two. But uh, it's, if it's going to... I mean, we seem to be kind of in a in kind of a defense renaissance kind of uh, era. I'm, You know what? I'm... I'm gonna go uh, the other opposite of Earl. I'm gonna pick Philly. Okay, but be careful because you're talking about that Zeke's gonna feel like he's human. Now the coaching staff of the Cowboys has convinced him, and he did an interview about this, that he was very scared when he first got into the league. Elliot was, mm-hmm. and they convinced him that their offensive line and their blocking is going to protect him. And he is convinced. He is thoroughly convinced. And as Rich stated earlier in the show, mindset's a huge thing to overcome. So if he's going to be convinced that he's human, it's going to have to take him all game. Meaning if they stop him one or three times in the first quarter, Ezekiel Elliott's still going to run full force at him come second quarter. Because he trusts his coaches. Just saying. Well, I have a little bit different reason for picking Dallas, and that's just because one, this is this is the rivalry in the NFC East. These two teams hate each other. Um, if you need to look any farther, or if you need any proof besides my word, look at when uh, Michael Irvin went down and ended his career, and Philly fans were cheering as he was carried off the field. That's how much these teams and their fan base hate each other. And I think this is a chance for Dallas to make a fucking statement. And I really think it's a chance for Dax to make, Dax to make a statement. And I don't think he's going to pass up on the chance. All right. I mean, he's essentially playing for his job. Fair enough. All right. Monday night. A little nerf toss to finish the picks here. <laughs> the Vikings heading to Soldier Field. In Chicago. Is anybody even thinking that I'm going to pick other than what I'm picking? Anybody? Bueller? This was a matchup a couple years ago when they set the the matchups. (laughs) Dude, I'm so confident in everybody's pick, I've already written everybody's pick down. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to hurt him again. He's starting. Cutler's back. All of a sudden, the thumb is better. That's been keeping him on the sideline all these weeks and allowing Brian Hoyer to fuck up. Well, I hope now Brian Hoyer's on the sideline with a broken arm, and all of a sudden, the thumb's great. Well, I hope him and fucking uh, Zach Miller have a good relationship because Zach Miller's my tight end last week, and he put up like no points to the fourth quarter because he was the backup quarterback when Hoyer went down. <laughs> we were testing the depth of Chicago's 
depth chart last week. The fucking starting tight end was also the backup quarterback at a point in the game. Yeah, it's getting to the point that the, the joke of the water boy playing is, is no longer going to be a joke here soon. The Vikings are mad. They're up, they're, they got their pride hurt. Uh, their offensive line got exposed. And, and that's the only weak part of that team is the offensive line. But it did get exposed, and they're going to try to shore it up the best they can. That defense is coming for blood, and they're going to find it in the woods when they hunt bears. Vikings all day. Like I tell you, when Chicago burns in two weeks, whether or not the Cubs lose, the first place they're going to burn down is Soldier Field. Because it's just, it's this year, I mean, the one thing we got is, hey, you know, at least we're, at least we're not in Chicago. So, yeah, I mean, Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. I'm, uh, I don't even have to think about that. <laughs> yeah. To put a stamp on the NFL talk, another new rule, old never-has-beens have to stop being the fucking commentators. Okay, I don't care about Randy Moss. He was the freak. I get it. I, I don't care about Steve Young, Super Bowl, San Fran, that whole good thing. Monkey off your back. All right. Who the fuck let Mass Hasselback on all the TV shows? Dude, he's got his chalkboard. Dude, he's in. Like, I don't know. I think, but I think the old players are the best color commentators because they played the game. It's no, just no, you no, have no. to get I'm the right you. personalities. I'm with you. Old old players are the best commentators. I'm when you listen to Ray Lewis do commentary, I'm on the edge of my seat because Ray's gonna give me something. Ray knows. Okay? He's also had a fabulous career. Matt Hasselbeck. No. <laughs> nah. Not even a little bit. He looks the part, alright? He looks like he's the old wise white man with the receding hairline. You know, I'm going to teach you about football. You know, maybe. Grassman at straws. What, are we going to call him Farmers reasons. now? He knows a thing or two because he's done a thing or two wrong? Trent, what are you trying to tell me? Fucking Trent Dilfer. Get off my TV. You have a bigger problem with Hasselbeck than Trent Dilfer? At least he won a fucking Super Bowl. He was a cog in a machine. It be, be it a cog in the machine or not, he won a Super Bowl. Matt Hasselbeck didn't even see the playoffs. He spent most of his career in Seattle. Hey. Man, you know, Matt Hasselbeck got a mortgage, too. <laughs> Invest wisely. Get off my screen. Like, <laughs> stand when that motherfucker talks, man. I'm like, Matt, you've never done a thing. Maybe he invested in that chalkboard company. Wait a minute. Didn't he go to the Super Bowl? Yeah, I thought he did. It was Seattle. Seattle, yeah. Super Bowl 40 here in Detroit. Yeah, the, Se- the the Super Bowl they stumbled into. Weren't they like the wild card that year and made the Super Bowl? Well, I know the Pittsburgh was that year. Okay, I'm just saying, he's on the bottom of the barrel of what the fuck is. No. All right. So, Earl, Iceman, not a president of the Mass Hatchet Big Fangle. Just saying. <laughs> All right, the college pick. Short and sweet. Both of them in one this week. Michigan, Michigan State. I think it's pretty much a foregone conclusion. <laughs> we heard our talk earlier, but it's still a part of the picks. Earl, you get to go first. Once again, going Michigan. I'm Michigan all the way. I'm, and like I said, Rich, I'm not table talking. I'm not talking on both sides. 
The only way this becomes a game, if this is ever even close to a game, or if State ends up winning, is if those players take this one game and say, I don't care what happened in the locker room or off cameras, I want this game, and come out and play. Michigan State has quit. They are not going to play this year. I don't even think they're going to play this game, and that's why I'm 100% Michigan here. Uh, The leash is off the dogs. And they are hunting very well, led very well by Harbaugh. There's no stopping these guys other than themselves. I asked earlier who the biggest person, who the biggest team was that they have to face themselves. Because there's the only people that's going to stop Michigan is Michigan. And that's if they, they, they take the foot off the gas, if that's they lose their focus. And I don't see any of that happen this year. And uh, play taps because Michigan State's going to need a lot of ambulances. Yeah. All right. I want to pre. Uh, I want to Call put it, ambulance. 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 Not to put a disclaimer on the front of my pick saying I am a huge Michigan State fan. Now that being said, I am also a fan of football and I also host a sports podcast. And sometimes I have to be objective. All right. Let's just look at the fucking way things have gone this year. Uh, you know, set yourself up two TV screens play Michigan State's games on one and play Michigan's on the other all right just go by the good old eyeball test the best Michigan State has brought this year is not going to be good enough for the just Michigan is a machine this year and I'm co-signing off what Rich said but daddy's home he's drunk he's pissed he had a shitty day at work mom's already said he's not giving him any he's got a belt he's got a board with a nail in it it's gonna be ugly if state plays how it's been playing about the last month and Michigan does the same thing, it's going to be fucking ugly day in East Lansing. There will be couches burning on every street corner. I'm going with Michigan. Ah, Jesus in khakis is, is back, and he's pissed. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Come he's on. 15 inch cock <laughs> and he took a whole bottle of Viagra <laughs> what was that line from They Live I'm here to chew bubblegum and kick ass I'm <laughs> yeah. <all fucked> <laughs> yeah well Harbaugh, Harbaugh didn't even buy any bubblegum he's just showing up <laughs> yeah, he's like I didn't even fuck bubblegum he's here to whoop ass <laughs> this is probably the most shit I'm going to talk before I pick Michigan this entire season but yeah it's going to be ugly I'm going to love it I'm gonna I, I, sporty on, yeah, <laughs> all that shit. Burn all your couches. Telling you, if you got a car anywhere near the campus of MSU, <laughs> you want full coverage on it. Put it in the garage. Find, that too. You want to find a place that's going to pay your deductible because uh, there's going to be some upset people. And but because it's a bunch of white people, we won't call it a riot. We'll call it an angry mob. So. Because <laughs> we all know college, white college students don't riot, no matter what happens. They never call it that. They protest. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's An crazy. angry protest. <laughs> That's another podcast. Yeah, it's gonna, it's, it's, it's gonna be ugly. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. As, as a Michigan fan, I do it in, in the back of my head, have that little voice going, "Wait a minute, you, you, you know how these, these games go." Anytime you're like, oh, it's a lock in a rivalry game, 
Something can happen. But look I, at, but just look at the best Sparty has brought this year. But what I, <laughs> I can't even. I, I th that voice has to stay in the back of my head. I can't even give him play. He gets no fucking play this week. So he can talk all he wants. He's back there with like, call me maybe and a bunch <laughs> of other shit I don't want to think about. So, <laughs> yep, exactly. So, yep, Michigan all the way. All right. Well, we speaking will of Michigan teams, did you guys week. see the? Uh, did you guys see the uh, highlight of Eastern Michigan versus Western Michigan? No, but I see Western Michigan moving up in the ranks. Only college I can claim. Go Broncos. <laughs> Kalamazoo represents. Uh, that being said, it was seven to nothing, and Michigan, West Michigan went for a punt, and it was blocked. And like a four hundred pound lineman grabs it, has nothing but green grass in front of him, and his big ass got ahead of himself, and his belly got ahead of his feet, and he fell to the turf. Nobody touched him; he just fell. Eat a salad, fool! <laughs> I was crying. I'm like, he did not just fall. He picks up the ball. Fucking went four, five steps and was like, "Oh!" Well, we brought him up earlier, didn't? Uh, didn't Nate Newton do a little preemptive celebration into the end zone? And that was let. Oh, that's right. I was the let. My bad. Vince Wilfork eats a salad like once a week. I mean, that's that's how you get into the pros. It's it's a salad with steak on it. Yeah, I know. And he eats the Bacon. fork too. Fuck. No, no, what he goes to Taco Bell and gets a taco salad so he can eat the bowl too. <laughs> That's what he does. He's got uh, one. He's talked one Taco Bell into making what is called a bacon fork. <laughs> hey, do you guys remember them uh, old Budweiser commercials, Real Men of Genius? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you ever hear the taco salad one? <laughs> yeah. Uh -uh. <laughs> hey, only you pick up with a that was fucking great. I loved it. <laughs> oh, we got the internet. Let's see if we can find that real quick. Oh, I've been on the NFL screen so long, my browser's just not responding. Come on, browser. Dude, at what point do you say Golden State enough is enough? With what? With how, with the people that they have on their team. Dude, they're they're pulling a they're pulling a 2001 Red Wings, they're pulling a New England Patriots, they're pulling a Fucking late nineties Yankees, and they're just they're doing what they got to do. Late nineties Lakers, yeah, they're doing what they got to do to win. I ain't hating, just win. If you don't win, you look like fucking morons who spend a lot of money on nothing. Time, if they do lose, though, if they lose this year for real, this is gonna suck. It's gonna suck big. You have no idea why. It's gonna solidify LeBron James era. What do you mean? If the Golden State Warriors lose, there, don't kid yourself. There's only going to be two teams in this final that we're talking about as NBA goes on. Oh. It's going to be LeBron. I thought there was nothing to talk about. It's only going to be – there's not. There's two teams. LeBron, his Cavaliers, versus Golden State. That's it. You don't see anyone else in the NBA making any play. Oh, yeah. They're going to have great seasons. And – the only game that counts is the last one, and that's going to be in the finals. It's going to be Golden State and the fucking Cavaliers. You see the New York Knicks with their newly acquired bench player, Derrick Rose, making any impact? <laughs> no. And I don't see the Chicago Bulls making any impact with their newly found awesome player from Miami either. Like, can we just call it a day on Derrick Rose? 
Like it's it's to me at this point with him, it's comical how he cannot stay healthy. It's almost sad, but I digress. My favorite meme on the internet in about you know May and June is talking about Derek playoff Derek Rose playoff jerseys on sale, and it's like a suit ad. Well, what do you got on D Wade though? I mean, shouldn't he have retired out of Miami and not gone to Chicago? Yes. Even though that is his home? Oh, yeah. Oh, this is getting back to, like, what, three months ago for me and Rich. Yeah, D. Wade should have, he should hang that shit up. He should call it. Red Wings winning first period, one nothing. All right. Crucial game four of 82. No, by now they're probably in, what, seven or eight? (laughs) (laughs) And that's my point with the NBA. A lot of teams are going to have great seasons. Hell, even the Pistons might make the playoffs. At the end of the day, the finals is going to be Golden State, Cavaliers. You know, I did but, I did research into both teams just for doing fantasy leagues and both or fantasy teams in both leagues. They both play eighty two games. I did not know that. NHL and NBA both do eighty two. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know that. But anyway, well, my computer's yeah. freezing, so. No, no real men of genius. Yeah, no. Or wait, hold on. You know, one last try here. Because I did, I did the reboot thing. Oh, it's bringing up everything. It's bringing up Skype. Oh my god! Typed in real men of genius and taco shell. It's the first thing that popped up. Oh, it's because it was the best one by far. <laughs> no, you know what I was thinking about the other day. If we're talking about old commercials that went away, uh, remember the the Coors Light ones with the twins? Yeah. Uh, I love yeah. football on TV. No, because, yeah, because it was oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Shots Gina Lee and twins. Because yeah, okay. I liked how at the or at least in the middle towards the end of the campaign, they were doing it. Uh, they were making them at the end of Sunday night, and they were throwing in all the highlights from the week. Mm-hmm. Because I remember one of them was like, looking for the phone. You know, just showing the dude, you know, going in the end zone, looking for a cell phone. Wasn't that Roy Horn who looked for the, no, c- the cell phone? And then it was what? Yeah, and it was what? T.O. T.O. Who, who autographed yeah. the football. Yeah, but T.O. did the cell phone thing, too. And his sock. Yeah, he pulled it out of his sock. He called his, uh, well, he did the same thing with the Sharpie, he pulled it out of his sock. He called his agent's son. <laughs> I'm in the end zone right now. Hey, having a good game. Just let your dad know. Click. If you want to go with uh, old commercials, I bring this up all the time, and nobody hears it because it was only done one time on TV, and it was ran in a Super Bowl. Do you guys remember the Snickers commercial where they went to heaven? Do not. Oh, oh my God. You guys have got to see that commercial. I do remember sitting there watching a Red Wings Blackhawks game at your uncle's house, and the 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 it's wife- Chardonnay. <laughs> it's not Chardonnay, and he comes out. <laughs> we just damn near were crying. We were laughing, so our bones sober too. <laughs> it only happened once, folks. It was just once. <laughs> All right, we got that commercial. Here it is. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Wow, there was actually videos. Today we salute you, Mr. Giant Taco Salad Inventor. Mr. Giant Taco Salad Inventor. Ground beef, refried beans, guacamole, cheese. Oh, this here, you ran over us. A few shreds of lettuce. I don't see no lettuce. A 
culinary creation that baffles the human mind. A 12,000 calorie salad. <laughs> Some may ask, is your taco salad healthy? Of course it is. It's a salad, isn't it? You can eat that deep fried country bowl. It's Vince Wilfork line. Oh, Christ. All right, there you guys go. All right, with that being said, thanks for everybody who's been listening, who's been downloading. Tell your friends, all right? If you like it, tell a friend. It's the only way this thing's going to go. Apparently, we're not good enough for the uh, NFLshop.com, <laughs> but uh, that's all right. Uh, we speak our minds, and we like it, God damn it. All right? Hey, I'd rather not have them because I, I don't want to be beholden to anybody. I want to be able to speak what, how we feel. And not have to worry about censoring ourselves. Or at least if we're going to be beholden to people, we can be beholden to people who are not sensitive assholes. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, like we got uh, 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 BroBasket.com's partnered with our website, and they haven't said shit about our live reads. <laughs> and uh, I forget a lot of time during our live reads that perhaps you should be making, you know, good light of the sponsor. And I don't know. Let's make jokes. <laughs> That's what I do. But... Hey, yeah, on Facebook, yeah, we need some followers. We literally have zero followers on Facebook. Cause you know, by the way, our page does not pop up when uh, you do a search for it on Facebook. Oh, really? I might need to look into that. It's just at this point, I'm tired of like pushing. Like at this point, everybody I know, we've been doing this for like almost three years. People I know know I'm doing podcasts. I don't know. push them on all my friends. But at the same time, Facebook won't let us advertise because of our name, so maybe fuck them too. But we're on Twitter, at Sporgy Podcast. We're on Instagram, at Sporgy underscore podcast. You can email us, Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. Uh, the downloads keep going up and up every week. Each month is better than the last. Uh, so, like I said, if you like it, tell a friend. Go to iTunes, rate it, comment, all that fun, happy horse shit. But until then, uh, I guess we'll see you next week. All right, later, guys. Peace out, guys. Go Lions. If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening Christopher Media let's make some noise thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net